we are live. Hey, concrete. Hey, 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 what's good? What's good? What's good? It's the weekend, baby. It's almost over with, honey. I'm over <laughs> it. Being over. I need a vacation. Me too. Like, I just had a little mini staycation at the house after the holidays, and I need another one. Listen. I'm ready for another one. It would be right so. up my alley. Yes. But you know what? I had to play catch up so bad. Like when I went back to work after my vacation, that <laughs> it ain't worth it. But I, I would like another one. I would like another one. So, Girl, they'll work the yes. shit out of you. I'm trying to tell you what the heck is wrong with these folks. So um, what's going on, mamas? Girl, let me ask you a question. Uh -oh. Would you be able to go to like maybe would you trade like a your five day work week, eight mm -hmm. hours a day for maybe a 10 hour work day and working four days a week? Nah. Um, in theory, yes, but I like, okay, so this is my thing. And in the new year, I plan to get better. <laughs> So I, I feel like since working from home, um, I work far more. I'm salary, so I don't get no OT, OT, but I work way more than 40 hours. So and I feel like I'm not getting the most out of my time, my worked time, because my attention be divided so much. But when I worked in an office, um, when I shut my computer, like, and even my work phone, I never looked at it. I threw it in my work bag, um, my briefcase, and I never looked at it. I, I always brought my laptops home every night, uh, just out of habit. Um, and and I was hybrid. So I was um, two days in the office, unless I had like office trainings. And no, I was two days on one week, three days on the next in the office. So the two or three days in the office and then two or three days at home. But I still felt like I was focused during my time at work, whereas now my a time be divided. So even if I said I was doing 10 hour days, I'm still going to be work like to like nowadays. It's rare where there's one day. Okay, there's one day a week that I typically don't look at my um, computer, and that's on Saturdays. Every other day of the week, I'm on my computer at some capacity beyond my working hours. Well, child, um, <laughs> I think now I probably will be doing more of that, but um, there's definitely a cutoff period. Like, there's no... Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say if things don't get done, like Friday, I might even do a little something Friday after work sometimes, mm -hmm. but my Saturdays and Sundays, mm -mm. nope, nope. <laughs> you ain't looking nope. at that computer. I ain't looking at that work and, phone. No. Then, then they just gave us another damn phone. Mm -hmm. No, it goes off. <sighs> I don't look at the vacation phone. time. Like my PTO, there's net like every day of my PTO, I'm I'm dang near looking at my why I'm doing some work. Um, because of the capacity that I work in, like um, 
I'm the auditing training supervisor and I'm the only one that works in my capacity. If I like, and I have monthly things that I have to do and there's nobody doing it while I'm out of the office and I need the month to do it. So I can take off. It could be, it's like those jobs who say, you know, now tech jobs give you unlimited PTO, but people say unlimited PTO is a scam because you can't really take it because you have so much work to do. So if I work outside, if I take, I could take my PTO and I get, I have a pretty good PTO, but I am going to have to work at some point in time, like maybe two hours during the mornings. So what I plan to do though, and this year is be diligent, like during the morning hours, because if I'm downstairs, like if I work from the couch and just be doing work on the couch, but my husband want to talk to me, like he feels like if I'm there, he wants to engage me in conversation. And I'll be like, like, I'm, it's hard for me to focus on both. And I'll be like, my, I keep dividing my attention. And like, especially during certain periods of the month, I have to be focused because I have reports and deadlines. And so, but I, what I think I'm going to do is like stay up here part of the day, like in my office space for like the first, like four hours of the day. And then the afternoon just kind of, so I think that's what I'm going to start doing. Interesting. Um, Yeah. I, I thought about, companies going to like maybe like a 24 hour work day meaning if i'm not able to get shit done between 88 to 5 or whatever then if i have time in the at, at night or if i wake up in the middle of the night and i work like let's say i work four hours and then i have to go into the office for four hours that day or you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. if people did like a 24 hour work day i actually think that would be more feasible for everybody especially if you have young kids and you have this, this, that, and the third going on. And sometimes you may not be able to keep full focus. I'm a night owl. I actually prefer to work in the middle of the night oh. and get, I'd be, I'd be able to get hella things done in the middle of the night because there generally aren't any distractions, mm -hmm. but eh, you know, yeah. Um, shout out to Marquise 912. Ah. Did y'all congrats, Miss Pearly, on her 1 million? Here he go. Well, no, but I do want to take the time out to say, I personally want to congratulate the black men who helped oh. get Pearly on the map. <laughs> I want to say a big shout out to y'all. Okay. For getting Miss Pearly to 1 million subs. She couldn't have mm -hmm. done it without y'all. She couldn't have done it without our community. She couldn't have done it without any content, she, without our content. So yeah. shout out to the black men who helped Pearly get to a million. Way to go, you black guys men. did a hell of a job. Thank y'all. Way to go, black men. Y'all did the thing. Good job. Good job. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> because although they say, well, um, she doesn't make content um, for, you know, in the black manosphere, she's not affiliated, this, that, and the other. Um, you know, I, I, I'm certain that a lot of content creators um, from the black manosphere are subscribed to her. How many of y'all in the chat subscribe to Pearly? Shout out to Marquise 912, baby, because she gets your $2, <laughs> them last $2 every week. <laughs> Shout out to you. You're doing a great job in your support mm -hmm. of her. I, you listen, know. We know I, I, he's up. She's for black men. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, 
Hey, do, let let her do what she do, y'all. She's doing y'all. She good. is for black men as her ancestors were. She should be. That's reparations. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she's, she's got a lot of you guys on the team, and you know mm -hmm. you guys are working for her. You 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 just stop working for the white man to go work for the white woman. Yeah. Right on, brothers. Y'all got it. <laughs> Way to go, black men. Way to go. Oh yeah. Um. Um. I go ahead. Oh, this is gonna be good. I want you to get out what you want to oh. say now, cause no, mm. go ahead. I ain't know. Let me give you a little context. So there's been this guy that's been convicted, not alleged, not a well, you know, it, it so there's been this guy that's been convicted of rape of a 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Of a 12 year old girl mm -hmm. um, named Hart Cortito. Oh, okay. Tito's dropped, dropped the soap looking ass, decided that he wanted to hand out goddamn grades. And oh. he wanted to talk. He said, I was the dumbest heifer on YouTube, child. No, now, I wasn't, I wasn't going to talk about it. I wasn't going to talk about it. I'm probably getting in trouble for talking about it. I ain't going to get off. Why you didn't tell me? Um, because it was like one of those things where I was angry and I got a little angry and then I thought about it and I'm like, oh, you know, he can't even leave the state. He's still on the sex, sex offenders list. Wow. He can't get a real job. So he has to, YouTube is his life. And wow. Did, so I had thought about it and I'm like, oh, should I tell concrete? Because I'd be ready to jump off the porch. And then you be like, at least told me so I could have went and seen what he was talking about. Girl, nothing but a lot of obscenities, calling us bitches and hoes. Um, oh, he wanted them. Yeah, I wouldn't have wanted Yeah, to. and I, I'm sitting there and I'm he looking, a low level like, scum bucket. At, oh, okay. He wanted a them. low level scum bucket, trash piece of shit. You ah. are a fucking grapist. Okay. You need to be locked up again. P I, and then when looking at the manosphere in support of him, nah, darling, the paperwork said 12. I'm going with 12. Y'all talk about how people don't stick together. Y'all don't hold sex the sex offender got the nerve to critique somebody? So a you hole. should go crawl in a hole. Like you should a be in hiding somewhere. An entire like... sex offender. An entire rapist. An what? entire Listen. Wow. I'm like the nerve. Well, you know, we're beyond his age limit, so he would have a lot of critiques about us. <laughs> we old and washed up, you know what I mean? Like, Sir, hello. Like, I'm looking, he ain't looking I, I, our and, way. And, and then, you know, I'm not a one to be like, oh my gosh, I'm not when I looked at the paperwork. Bruh. Mm. I'm going to tell you like this, sir. Mm -hmm. Let my name come up in another goddamn clip. Let my name come up. <laughs> Let my name come up. Let it come up. Oh, we. And it's not a threat. It's a promise. Let my name come up. It's gonna be. It's gonna be your day. I promise you. Let my name wow. come up again. And that's not a threat. That's a promise. And I'm gonna talk about the shit that's in the paperwork. I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk about your lies. You mm. lied and said that the girl was 14 and that you were 17. Then it was two other people. So it was three people involved. He's going around telling the manosphere. Um, 
He's telling the manosphere, uh, he lied and said that the girl was 14. The paperwork mm -hmm. said that she was 12. Um, talking about there was no physical evidence and that they saw that uh, the girl was a white girl. And they said, and then said that, well, she, 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 you know, they, they couldn't get the, uh, it was so supposedly his 14 year old friend messed with the girl. And so mm -hmm. he, he's telling the manosphere, well, they couldn't get the 14 year old. So they just chose to get us and they ain't have any physical evidence. Mm. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, if it was three of y'all in the house and they would have had to have tested for DNA from all three of y'all no physical evidence and so it was a 14 year old that did that plus there were other witnesses in the house so you just they just decided to go after the black man they just went oh, after of the course. black man of course mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. bruh bruh fuck around and find with out with no evidence huh? mm. fuck around and find out that's what mm. I'm gonna tell you fuck around and find out you lucky this that's the thing Juju. a white girl put him he got put in jail behind a white girl but you mad at black women you coming for black women <laughs> girl <laughs> and with no wait evidence a wait a minute it still tried to put the shit off on black women said oh, that Lord. there were black it women black in the women house fault. that were unwilling to go testify for him black oh, so women it's the black it's somehow it always ends up somehow some way it's always the black woman's fault blame <laughs> the black woman <laughs> Yo, ignorant oh ass. God. Then I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, so if this was a one-time occurrence, if this was a one-time occurrence, we might have something. Mm -hmm. No, it hasn't even been, it's been more than once. He's Girl, like, good night. Good night. Good, good night, ma'am. Give me some NyQuil because I can't. Buenos the nerve. Girl, people like that, you would think that they would be quiet. Like, if I had that type of mess in my background, baby, I'd be quiet as a church mouse. No, nah, but you know what happens is they get one content creator, one big content creator to, co to go co-sign them. Mm -hmm. And with our space, our space uh, forgets very fast. As mm -hmm. long as he's talking shit about black women, mm -hmm. as long as he's talking shit about black women, he will be forever mm -hmm. welcome into the club. True. As long as he's talking shit about black, no matter women, how grimy, no matter down. how grimy, low down, mm -hmm. how disgusting he is, mm -hmm. let mm -hmm. him in. He's talking yep. shit about black women. Mm -hmm. Oh, let mm -hmm. him in. He's cool. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> fuck around and find out, I girl. I dare, you. I dare you. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> That's where I met with it. Fuck around and find mm -hmm. out. I'll go live tonight. Fuck around and find out. I dare you. Oh, all your paperwork. All your paperwork. Mm, your lives going to be exposed. Then it, it it's not like people haven't exposed him. It's not mm -hmm. like people haven't exposed him. I see. I put his name for. in here and I see multiple videos about him being just what you said, a rapist. Like I see video after video of him being one. Yeah. And I don't even yeah. think that the men, um, the men that did expose him, had any mercy on him. But I, whole child, whole child, um, mm -hmm. a whole fucking dossier will be up on your ass, y'all. And we ain't gonna talk about alleged. This is what you was convicted of. This ain't no alleged shit. You were convicted. Mm. They found your black ass guilty. You mm. guilty, you black ass nigga. You, you're a piece of shit. 
you're disgusting. And then mm. you, you, then, you know, niggas be feeling so bold. This is the shit that's like, I'm beyond. Mm -hmm. You have these types of charges. You can't even leave the fucking state. Mm -hmm. You can't even leave the state. But you coming for us. For what reason? You got to sir? check in with a P.O. Like... You got to piss in a <laughs> cup every fucking week. But you try. Nigga, Listen, your... is he allowed to walk past a school even? Like, sir. Like, you can't even have kids. You should you be concerned you about us. You can't even have kids. You can't even. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be concerned about us. Stop, sir. Mm -mm. You got bigger fish to fry than us. Like, we, why are we even on your radar? Uh, you, you got uh, your life should be. You should be so busy trying to navigate life that we the last thing you thinking about. The last thing you calling us all type of B's and H's, then, <laughs> every letter of the alphabet, the sir. Grade, on a grade a report card, go grade that fucking sex offenders registry. Do that. <laughs> Gosh. Tell your parole officer to give you a grade. Did you did your piss ooh, come back clean? Oh, 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 oh. Do you, can you get a job? Mm. Can you vote? Mm. You're talking about empowering black men. Mm -hmm. Then but like can he I own said, a weapon? Can you own a weapon when you own a like I said, it would be a difference. You know, people talk about well, you know, you know, they could have got him on one. Yeah, they could they could have they could have got him on one. One, but you got multiple charges. You've been violent mm. against women. You've been violent mm. against women. You've had multiple charges, multiple child. Mm. If the nigga wasn't graping nobody, he was beating their ass. Oh girl, he was fighting them. Nigga, wow. Was, so I well, that name is open. His name ain't hardcore Tito for nothing. Like, what, what, what do you mean? He hardcore on these HOEs. <laughs> like, duh, duh. What you mean? Nigga dropping a soap. Nigga worried about getting he your He has a very home. fitting name. Child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Softcore Tito. Softcore. <laughs> oh, Softcore Tito. Oh, gosh. Softcore. Yeah, Jesus. And then mm -hmm. niggas don't even be having the same bigger for other fucking men. Y'all mm. sit here and talk that shit to us week after week after week. Take that shit to that nigga. Go over there with Yeah, me. I agree with that. Like, literally, they'll come at women with venom. You know, they'll come at women berating them, dogging them out for any minor trivial thing. Like, literally, something minor, something a slip up, something a misunderstanding. Like, what Big Nate did when he mistook what you said and thought that it was directed at him. Didn't ask for clarity, just attack. No, but literally when a man, a man will be direct and be like, you a B-A-N and they don't have the same smoke. And that's weird to me. Listen, I'm, I'm going to let y'all know one more time. I hate to have to go live tonight, but I will tell you a new asshole. I know you, you probably, I know you, you probably got three all up your back the way they done did you in prison. I know you got three all up your back the way they tore your ass up and ripped you. Good night. He talked about how the police officers beat him. Um, trying to beat, beat his ass. He talked about he'll remember that ass for a lifetime. Keep Girl, around. somebody Keep posted shit. his a picture of his criminal record in their thumbnail for the video. Lord, have mercy. 
Oh, 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 listen. Oh, um, it got all, all your, all type your of, business. All, all type of your business to here. be. Oh, your fucking business to be out. Oh. He should try to get the YouTube scrub to uh, this stuff because it's a lot of bad stuff about him on here. But you're trying to make videos about about uh, about me. <laughs> I didn't even know who he was. I mean, I knew who he was. Like, I knew who he was. But, you know, I've heard, every time I've heard his name, it's been associated with that grape. But, like, I never go- I never looked him up on YouTube. But, like, when you put his name in, this all that come up. That's all. This all that come up. Sir, <laughs> you walked, you done walked up the wrong fucking tree. You did. Mm. You did. Um, Like I said. They got his apartment. Like they got all his information out there. This ain't good. Fighting old women and shit, taking shit. They from got children. his government name. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I hope I don't have to fuck around. I hope he don't. Ha- I, 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 I hope to goodness. I hope to goodness mm. that he go on about his business. I, I hope to goodness. I hope. I, I'm a pray. I believe in God. I believe in God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray that you go on about your fucking business. I'm going to pray for that. Fuck around. I'm going to pray for F you. F around and find out. Mm. Fuck around and find out. All your... Usa. Shut Ryan, up why is it though <laughs> that you want us to relax and get... First of all, that, relax ladies. Give your egos a temperature and reality check when like we were the ones attacked. Why is it when a woman responds to an attack, she still has to maintain a feminine decorum, keep your feminine core. Like you have to respond. You can't respond in kind, even though you're attacked and called every B and H dumb dummies, you know, retard. Like you're called everything but a child of God attacked. Your personal life is attacked and your looks are attacked, but you can't respond in kind that you have to be feminine, fit, submissive, friendly in, in, in your response. Like, how, make that make sense. Like, you can't defend well, yourself. Well, like, this, this is, is a, I'm thing. defending myself against No, something. this is the thing. So the rapist doesn't want you to call him a rapist. This is some bullshit. He doesn't, want you, you to, he doesn't want you to talk about his shit toward women. So if I'm talking <laughs> in general, and this is nothing that I pulled out of my ass, my whole point of contention was that the mental sphere is not clear or cohesive. Cohesive is the word. Is not cohesive when it comes down to certain things. Um, as far as sexual assault, they're not, it's not cohesive. It's not like we all band together and say, we're against this person. This is what they did. Yada, yada, yada. It has never been cohesive. I pointed out my own hypocrisy. I pointed out the spaces hypocrisy I identified my own hypocrisy in the matter, but in, in, in identifying my own hypocrisy, I've made a vow to myself to do better about it. I've made a vow to myself to, to really, yeah. um, if I'm against something, then that's exactly what I'm against. So did we, that and we then even felt the need to respond. Even when we graded our own channel, we weren't being overly generous. We were honest about our own areas of opportunity. And even when we speak to one another, we're like, we need to improve on this, this, and this. We can do better. Like, come on. But then Brian says, and they wonder why Black men are divesting elsewhere. First of all, 
Uh, we're both married, number one. And I like you're like you say that to say what? Black men are divesting elsewhere because black women are defending themselves against black men. Like make that ish make sense. Black men are attacking black women for minding their God-given business, and black women are responding and defending themselves, and that's causing black men to divest. Like, how foolish does that sound? Literally, how does like are you do people really just speak to hear because you know they like the sound of their voice or type because they like to see words on a page but do you process what you're saying like does that make logical sense a black woman is defending herself against an unwarranted attack and as a result that's why black men are divesting man y'all got some problems like some serious issues y'all need psychiatric help i was like it wasn't even like I we talked about this nigga in depth initially because it was a passing comment to say that you've had ABCD um accused of or convicted of whatever and the space isn't cohesive. That was all that was said. It would have behooved your stupid ass to have just moved on, but since you want to go, sir, <laughs> sir, don't do that. Get somewhere and sit down. Please get some Shut up, Soul Provider Reacts. Anyways, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> Shout out to DMAC the Trucker. He says, congratulations, ladies. I seen Mr. Tito gave y'all an F on your report card. I would have been generous and gave y'all a D plus. DMAC, um, I can't stand you. Uh, baby, I bet that nigga got an F on that goddamn sex offenders registry when he failed. <laughs> when he failed to register. He failed to register, so he got an F. Um, talk oh. about those Fs. Talk about oh. that failure. Talk about that. We just want to see. We just want to see the black man down. <laughs> Y'all be making a thug come out of me so fast, girl. I'd be, be so sweet. Like, oh my gosh. Like, listen, you defending oh. yourself. Like, I mean, if somebody hits you over the head, you supposed to lay there and not fight back, girl. What? <laughs> come on now. <laughs> Shout out to B. He says, why y'all goofies act like y'all are trolling the breakdown by mentioning Pearl success? If anything, the joke is on black men. This y'all space, y'all supposed to have this success. Honey, honey, mm. <laughs> honey. Yeah, they trying to ish on us. Like literally we are, you know, contributors to the space, but this is a male dominated space. Pearl superseding y'all. And it's some of y'all. There are people that are contributors to this space that have contributed to founding this space that Pearl superseded. Like Pearl has superseded every one of the founders of this space. And there are people that are sub to this by way of help from Black men. So who you really, like, what are you really highlighting? Shout out to DMAC the trucker. He says, sorry, I unleashed Mississippi Joy. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> I'm gonna calm down and behave, Easy. but I can't stand it. It, it was just the, the 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 fucking audacity. The audacity mm -hmm. of it all was just like, I know you fucking lying. Not mm -hmm. not you, anybody but you, anybody mm -hmm. but you. Um, and no, I don't think Grapeus should have opinions. I, I actually think they should have castrated him. That you should be castrated, sir. 
So mm. there's that. Yeah. I have something else I wanted to talk about, y'all. Yeah, girl, let's talk about something else. Though. So I saw a um, oh, video. I, I Wait, saw I something. What you Let me read this super chat real quick. Shout oh, out to oh. Black Wolf Inc. I'm so sorry I missed the super chat. He said, never thought I would see the day Sister George and C. Rose would cam up. But then again, God pulls wonder. <laughs> Salute to Carlin. I see why you brought a ring. <laughs> Black Wolf, we've been camming up, baby, um, for a couple months now. But thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So I saw on some. Oh, you got you got more. Sorry. Shout out to DMAC the trucker. He says, please go live tonight. I need my fuckery. Sir. <laughs> he yeah, he's encouraging. Uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully, hope I I hope to God your homeboy going by his business. I I, I for all of our God. sake. Hopefully. I, I promise you, I just y'all pray that Curlin takes me out for a nice dinner that I'm not in this house. Y'all, y'all pray that I'm not in this house because listen, um, let's, let's change gears a little bit. So I saw on social media where some people that I'm not all that familiar with a guy named Presha and his girlfriend, fiance, Jen Coriano, they're going viral because he, they're engaged clearly his fiance and they're planning their wedding and she wants a budget of $250,000. And he was saying that's money we can invest. Um, we can go to the courthouse. And so, um, he told her, um, she called him broke, like, you know, that he was, she told him he was broke and I guess they have children together. They've been together for, since they were 18 and, and he told her leave and see what your ass gonna be after after she called him broke um so you know there was a bunch of commentary surrounding the subject you know she wanted to spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars she wants to put on this lavish wedding and he's saying we can go to the courthouse we don't have to do all that we can invest this two hundred fifty thousand dollars you know we don't need to do all of that and so the women were saying not all which I was surprised because I was like, you know, $250,000 does seem unreasonable. People be wanting to floss and flaunt and, you know, seem like they got it. Um, I don't know what he does. I don't know if he's a rapper, producer, or something in the music industry. But, um, you know, a lot of the women were saying that him saying the courthouse was just as unreasonable as her saying, um, $250,000. So I wanted to get your thoughts and, you know, see if you saw the conversation surrounding it and, you know, what your overall take sur- around, around this subject is. Um, so I am sitting there and I, saw, I actually saw the clip and the fact that mm-hmm. she called this man broke. Now, I want y'all to take into consideration this isn't a black woman. This isn't... Mm-hmm. She's Hispanic. She's a Hispanic woman. And she's demanding a $250,000 wedding. Mm-hmm. I don't know their money situation. I don't know their living situation. Um, I'll tell y'all, me and Curlin did a courthouse uh, deal. Um, I looked at it initially when I was growing up. I think I did want a big wedding at some point. Or destination mm-hmm. wedding, but we had to purchase a house. 
um, I wanted a new vehicle at some point. And $250,000 is a lot of money um, for thing a thing that's going to last uh, a, a couple of hours. Um, then you can spend a lot of money on some shit and then that shit not even be, it may not even last 250 days. Mm-hmm. And you're you're talking about two hundred and fifty dollars, but it just kind of tells me where we are as a society. We privatize, or excuse me, we prioritize um, the event more so than the relationship. The fact that he's yeah. saying no, and then she called him broke, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, he's a spicy Latina. She ain't, she ain't an angry black woman though. She's still a spicy Latina. Um, the thing is this to me, the other thing that needs to be taken into consideration, he highlighted, you ain't worked in years. You ain't worked in years. I've wow. taken care of you. You ain't worked in years. So the $250,000 bill, he would have to foot, but you know, they do have children together and people were saying she raising your children. She got, she didn't birth your children. She deserves it. Yada, yada, yada. I think that people are completely unrealistic. I had a very small private ceremony. And if I had it to do all over again, I would do things the exact same. You know, there like, was little, nice. I would still have a it small was... private ceremony. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just very small, intimate people that I love, people that love me. It was like perfect for me. It was just perfect. But um, but not everybody wants something small, but I think that she's being unreasonable. And Juju was saying, Well, she's Hispanic, their cultures are used to big weddings. Okay, you gonna get a part, you gonna get a job to help pay for this wedding, or like you know, if my husband, he didn't say just no, he said, we can invest this money. Even if she said, well, you know, babe, here are some investment options that could yield us money. I'm willing to wait for an additional year and, you know, this will garner us more money and maybe I can have a $75,000 wedding, which is still crazy to me, but whatever. Like there was no reasoning with her. It was kind of like, this is what I want. And you broke if you don't give it to me. And I felt like that was real tacky, trifling and low count. I'm trying to sit there like, how are you calling your man broke? But then you, not only are you disrespectful by calling him broke, then it's a thing to be that disrespectful in in, in the public eye. And I'm sitting Mm -hmm. there and I'm looking at the man and I'm like, so you're getting ready to call to, to marry a woman who's called you a broke, called you broke on mm-hmm. national TV because you're not going to put the bill for her. Me- <laughs> Listen, um, and the thing is, uh, Miss Jill 1991, I certainly would not just dis- I think that people should do what's best for them. We do know that micro weddings are popular, like they're like people. Like inflation is affecting everybody. This isn't a black thing. This isn't, you know, like it's affecting people from of all classes. Um, it, so micro weddings are trendy. Like the 50, less than 50 people at a wedding, that's a very popular thing. I would never discourage someone from having a wedding. If either of my daughters were like, you know, mom, like, let's plan my wedding. I'm not going to say, yeah, but you know, don't, you shouldn't have a wedding. Um, but I'm going to, um, advise them to be realistic, to not go into this, you know, not create this massive debt 
for one day to consider all the weddings are extremely stressful. The larger the event, the more stress that you're putting on your plate. Um, and, you know, I, I think that you should take into consider the finances that you all have and that it should be a mutual decision that y'all should be on the same page. If your husband is like, you know, disagreeing that you should have this big elaborate wedding, then you guys should probably meet somewhere in the middle and have a, you know, mid-sized wedding. Like, you don't, I don't think that you just get to completely dismiss what he wants because you're the woman and you're the bride, especially when he's the one footing the bill, when technically, traditionally, the Your woman's, lady. yeah, the, the, the bride's family uh, paid the, you know, paid for the wedding. Okay. And a shout out to Mrs. Queen and Sunkiss. Thank you so much, lady. She says, got married at the courthouse, still kicking almost 19 years later. Mm -hmm. Congratulations to you because, and that's the thing, like, I only wanted like um very immediate family. So it was just, it was literally Curlin and I and our kids and mm -hmm. um my brother and a, a friend of ours. And that was it. Uh, quick to the point. Um, we went out to eat afterwards. And listen, um, we plan to do a destination wedding somewhere down the line, but we had bigger priorities. And I think it was important for us to get our shit established first. And then Absolutely. we'll do a wedding. So there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Exactly. So yeah. Um, ain't nothing wrong with that at all whatsoever. Yes. Um, what else did you have? Uh, I did have something. I got to pull it up out my phone, girl. But I, I do have something, too, that I wanted to bring up while you're okay. doing that. Did you see the situation where a six-year-old pewed a teacher, like in Virginia, a six-year-old? Um, well, the I identity going to be the segue into our topic. We, I mean... I wasn't saving that. We didn't discuss oh. that, but we can hold off if you have something to discuss before that and we'll talk about it. I did. Go ahead. So uh, you ever do girls night? Like girls night? Have I ever done? Yeah. yeah. Have mm -hmm. you ever had a friend that brought their man to girls night? No. Mm -mm. So there has been this viral post going around um, where a girl asks, if you bring your girl, your man to girls night, can we F him? And I was hollering. I saw that. Um, mm -hmm. And I was like, I have definitely had some friends who would bring their girl to girls night and, or, mm -hmm. or bring their man to girls night. Or uh, then we thought, we, th we think about like pillow talking, like how much pillow talking we all do with our men and this, that, and the third. But would mm -hmm. you ever bring your man to girls night? Would you ever do it? Have you ever? My husband it? would never, ever um, be down for something like that. Um, my husband. So one year um, I had a all girls birthday shindig at my house and it was like real cool it was so fun um it was like kate spade theme so like the black and white with the floral and it's just yeah. so cute. and it was like in the backyard and it was just so stinking cute like patio side perfect 
Um, my husband was here, but I don't even think he came out of the room. <laughs> like he doesn't want to be in those settings. Like he has no interest in it. So I would not invite my husband. And I've never been to an um, all like girls night where there was a man present, like actually present and hanging out. Who the hell? Uh, what, like, who you think you are? I, you've been warned. Like, he ordering, like, you're actually ordering us to do something? Like, who the, <laughs> baby, baby, they, they, they trying to run the pressure up today. I see what it is. Oh, yeah, the devil busy. Mm -hmm. He is. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to give him the energy. Go ahead. I, I, yeah, I refuse. Do you know who this person is? Bala X? No, I do know Bala X. Mm -hmm. So, Okay. Anyway. Let me explain something to y'all. Let me explain something to y'all. Right. Go ahead. Don't nobody tell me what to do but Curly. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Nobody. Um, I don't give a fuck about a docs. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Um there's been too much of my own personal information that's already been put out there by me. Mm -hmm. You're not going to embarrass me with shit that you could possibly dox about me. Um, Y'all do whatever, whatever. You can't warn me. You don't frighten me. You don't tell me what the fuck to do. You can't ever tell me what the fuck to do. I, I really think y'all are losing y'all's fucking mind. Right. I, 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 re I, I really like, think so. What? Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Who is um, tech dude run the internet? You know that person too? No, I don't need, maybe Bala X is the tech dude that run the internet. Um, I don't know. But um, I'll have any motherfucking body I want to have on here whenever the fuck I want. And I dare anybody do anything about it. So yeah, don't, don't threaten me. I don't like threats. Girl, like I refuse. I don't like threats at all. I refuse. And then if 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 I had uh, Tabitha on mine and you had Tito on yours, and mm. Tito's actually a grapist, right? What are you saying, Bala X? Didn't you highlight Tito the grapist? Didn't you do that? Mm. Don't ever tell me what the fuck to do with my platform, ever. That just girl. Like what the hell? I'm sitting here and I'm I'm looking like are are y'all are y'all okay? I'm just like I, <laughs> I like, baby like is this uh, we I feel like we need a do over like like yeah I, let's, I let's start over let's start over 
Come I'll on. And we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, girl. How's it going? How you feeling, mamas? I am having a fucking wonderful day. How are you? <laughs> girl, I am having a fantastic day as well. Um, Let's get into a few preliminary topics so we can bust this uh, topic down because I'm excited to talk about this child. Me too, girl. What, you were you wanted to talk about something preliminarily, and I had something else before what we're going to use to lead off into the yes. topic as well. I wanted to get off into like the girls' night thing. Okay. And you know, like they was talking about uh some girl said that if you bring your girl your man a girls' night, she would want to give them some. Can we give them some? And I was sitting girl. here and I was like, oh. I think I've tried it one time. So I would, I, I had let somebody come on a date with me and Curlin one time and I had to be like, oh, hell no. Nah. Oh. Never again. Never, ever, Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait a minute. You let, like y'all all just hung out. It was you, Curlin, and someone else. Yeah. And um, I thought about it and I was sitting there and I was like, <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Um, Cause you know, Curlin is great. And, you know, if me and Curlin go out, Curlin's going to generally grab the whole tab or whatever. Yeah. And it was the Curlin fact is that very much like he's a very manly man, very accommodating, very like um, chivalrous, very, very yeah. chivalrous, you know, so very. I was like, um, I would get I, I don't want you I, I don't want to be out because if I have to go to the bathroom and then you'd have been said something out the way or said something that you ain't had no business talking about. I'm, I'm not and I'm so I was like, I would never, ever, ever do that again. Oh, you done took off the glasses, child. Girl, I thought I was going to have to put some Vaseline on my face. Um, Listen. <laughs> Why? Why? Because I'm shining. Baby, that's the lights. I told you they reflect off my big forehead. But listen. Um, listen. I Okay, so I've never gone out with girlfriends with my husband. But okay, now, I'm a very feminine woman. Like, very feminine, but I will tell you this. If a woman said to me in conversation, I have friends who, like all of my friends I've been with, I've been friends with for a very long time. You're probably the friend that like my newest friend to the friend group. And we've been friends for four, six years, some years still. Um, if a friend said to me, um, uh, if your man come, um, can we, um, all sleep with him? I'll, I'm slapping her. Violent Rose. Okay. Okay. I'm slapping okay. Her. Like real talk. Like I'm slapping her. Like I'm like, <laughs> I wish you would <laughs> like say it to me. Like, let that come out your mouth about my husband. I'm slapping. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes like, I don't have a friend. Like, that's not even something I play with. Like, I, you know me, like, I'm very silly, very, like, we could play about a lot of things. Like, I'd be like, girl, did you see? Ha, 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 kiki. Don't play about nothing like that. I would never say, like, there's uh, there's certain boundaries that I enforce, and I would never play about someone's husband, about death, about people's children. I would never say that to somebody, about your, about your man, about your boo, about your side piece. I would never say, if he come, can we all sleep with him? Like, that's not cute. That shit. And I have a couple friends that are very free spirited. That's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna call them. Y'all use your imagination. And they couldn't say that to me. Mm. What? How would you handle it? Your group of friends, your friend group. One of the girls, like she playing, and she like. And you like, well, you know, Curlin about to stop by, da, 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 da. And she like, if he come, can we all sleep with him? I've I, I, I've been trying to turn over a new Christian leaf. Mm. And I've been trying to be fit, feminine and submissive. So <laughs> I I I would just leave. You're so you're so fit, feminine, and friendly. Baby, God's still working on me. And um, I ain't there yet. And I already know. Like, I know what type of husband I have. <laughs> I'm just clapping, doing my black girl clap. I know what type of husband I have. Nobody could say that to my husband. Nobody in their right mind would see my husband. Like, you couldn't see my husband's presence and think that you could play with him like that. But none of my husbands, like, my husband was a Muslim for over 30 years. You would never sit in this man's face and say to him, oh, your wife coming to uh guy's night? If she come, can we all sleep with her? My husband will go the hell off. My husband is flipping stuff over. Like, you're not saying that to him. Like, no way are you saying that to him and he gonna calmly just be like oh no you can't yeah um <laughs> oh my god he said he thought those are booty clapping son <laughs> be go to, go to hell <laughs> anyways um, I yeah just i would just take the, i would take the fit feminine route yeah, and um <laughs> yeah that's what i would do Try to find they could try to find out. <laughs> Maybe you can see how it works out for them. You know. <laughs> that's the end of that friendship because I just feel like that's the ultimate disrespect. Like it's certain things that I hold sacred, marriage, unions, partnership is one of them. And that's not something you play with. Like you don't ever say to, to a woman, a, a person, uh, if your if your partner comes can we all sleep with them that ain't funny like baby these people do too much on these internet streets today and that try that with the right one yeah yeah anyway are we ready to get off and i got one more thing first okay 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 first of all it's, it's two quick things so i'll do one real quick and then just one quick like very quick so did you have you seen like myel gate on tiktok who Myel Gate. You know what Myel, the um, hair product line? Myel. Okay, organic. yeah, I've heard of it. So it's a black hair care line. And, you know, um, like they appropriate everything we do, right? So now 
they've like appropriated the Myel Organics hair products and they're using hair oil and you know the hair can't hold no oil. So um, they are using the hair oil and it's selling out everywhere. So now there's this like viral beef between white girls and black women on TikTok because they're telling them y'all ain't got no business using Myel hair products. And they going even into the hood beauty supply stores looking for Myel hair growth oil to grow their hair. So there's this like silly, crazy beef between and online because over like my L hair growth oil child. And I'm just like seeing these videos come across my line and like, like seriously, this is what we doing. So I found that to be like a funny, silly, like thing that I'm seeing in TikTok the last couple days. But what I wanted to ask you is I saw a video and this was another viral post where, and I should have brought this up last week but there was a woman on tiktok and she was crying like on christmas day because her five-year-old had woke up and opened all the christmas presents and i mean she had a ton of christmas presents and she was crying and saying like she failed as a mother and you know there were a bunch of psychologists in the comments diagnosing the little girl with no impulse control this that and the other but i mean she opened up everybody's christmas present and so the mom was crying because she, you know the other kids getting didn't get to open their presents nobody you know nobody got to open their presents and i wanted to know for you as a parent like how you would handle that because people was giving her advice on what she should do she shouldn't get any christmas gifts she should take it all back she wouldn't get anything if she was my child make her wrap it all da -da 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 -da, give it away da -da -da -da. so what would you do you wake up because you have a young daughter and i don't know how she handles that you know young kids they be anxious especially when people wrap the gifts ahead of time and put them under the tree what would you do if you woke up on Christmas morning and your young child has unwrapped all of the Christmas gifts. Had wrapped all the Christmas gifts? Unwrapped them. Like they was off of, for him or her. Yeah. Um, I would probably whoop my child's ass. <laughs> you can, oh, no, I said that parent, out loud. Gentle parents. We doing gentle parenting in 2023. I would whoop my child's ass with a belt as opposed to a <laughs> Baby, listen. That's not gentle. We, we, that's not gentle. You got to talk to little Tommy, oh, little Jane, little Susie. Yeah, I would talk to him, but the belt would be loud. <laughs> you remember how when you was getting to whip me, your mama used to talk to you while she, ah, <laughs> like that's the talking you're going to do. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, personally, I think that can't, like, first of all, I blame the parent because how you sleep through all that, first of all, like, my my husband and I like anything whenever you know my kids come over we have guests in the house like we wake up anytime we hear a noise in our house so there's no way like in the Christmas tree in our house it's on the other side of our bedroom wall and it always has been there's no way a kid is going to be down here and able to unwrap a whole but like all the gifts I had under my Christmas tree I would wake up so I blame the parent but I also think that it's a kid being a kid they're not practicing impulse control but a kid is not 30 40 years old they're not you they haven't developed the skill and experience and patience to wait for the right time or wait for mommy before they open the gifts. I think that it's wrong what they did. You explain to them, no, what you did is wrong. You know, now you've ruined 
you know, Tommy's opportunity to open his gift and be surprised by what he got because you opened it, you know, and that wasn't the right thing to do. So you have a conversation with them, but I don't think that you enforce an unrealistic punishment on the child either by taking all their gifts and stuff away because that's not going to compute for a five-year-old and that's just harsh. So what would you do? I would probably, I would, I would, I do believe I would have them help me rewrap the gifts and they would definitely apologize. They would, I would probably put the child in some sort of like timeout and stuff. And I would probably, and this isn't the best policy, but I probably would, you know, like you're now, you're not going to open all of your gifts today because, you know, you misbehaved, like you did something that you weren't supposed to. So I might let them open like three toys or something like that. You know, like, you know, mommy needs you to behave. You got to apologize to Tommy and Johnny and, you know, tell them that you're sorry after helping me rap. And then, you know, these are the three toys you can play with, but mommy needs you to behave and, you know, you can play with the rest of your toys later. And I'll probably let them open them up later that day because it's a five-year-old. Like long punishments don't work, aren't as effective on little kids because, you know, like they need shorter time spans of punishing. So maybe an hour or two later, you know, later on, on in the afternoon, I will let them play with the rest of their gifts. Uh, so you think an ass whooping would be like too harsh of a punishment? I don't think like a five-year-old, I don't think that's necessary. Like five, you going to beat the kid? Not beat, whoop. <sighs> So and then this is a good segue into our topic, too, you know, because when we talk about, you know, people now are really big on this gentle parenting so much so that I saw a post that went on and it talked about um, how gentle parenting is part of the problem, that people have a misconception about gentle parenting, that they think that gentle parenting is not um, enforcing any kind of discipline on your child or letting your child run roughshod. And it's resulting in kids doing whatever they want. Um, I, I do believe that I believe in spankings. So although I'm a proponent for gentle parenting, I believe that there are some times that some instances that would require a little tap on the behind, not with a belt, a shoe, anything like that for a five-year-old. I think that your hand is good enough to pop a five-year-old, but you know, if they're just acting irrational, you know, one or two taps on the behind, hey, that's enough, you know, get their attention kind of thing. Like, hey, hey, you know, tighten up. Um, but I don't think that, you know, I think that would suffice. Um, in that situation, I would be pretty upset. And to me, because I know like I'm going to be upset, like I have to be like, okay. I like when I get to that point, I would probably be like, okay, I need you to go in the room with dad for a minute. Cause I need a second. Like, and that's, and I think that that's okay. As parents, when you like, we're humans too. So as a human, as a thinking person with emotions, like we still get worked up and frustrated too. In that moment, you may need to take a second before you dole out punishment, like get to a position or a point where you're thinking rationally and you're remembering, hey, he's five. He right. In his five-year-old mind, this was okay. So step away from the situation for a while or take little Johnny in a separate room for a while until you realize like, okay, you know, I've had a chance to decompress. Now, come on, little Johnny, come back. And this is what we're going to do. 
But, you know, I'm not opposed. Like, if somebody else said, okay, I think this warrants a, a spanking because I told little Johnny three times the night before, we're not opening the gifts. You have to wait till mommy and daddy wake up tomorrow morning and we're going to open the gifts as a family. And this is something you enforce time and time again. And you understand your child's ability to listen, to be patient, things of that nature. And you decide as a parent, okay, this deserves a, a pop on the behind. <laughs> Yeah, I, now I, I the baby is freaking six, five, five years old. You, mm -hmm. you, I don't feel like you got to come off the top rope like they're being disrespectful by the mouth. But um, a lot of times when we don't do the disciplining off from jump, then we create bigger problems that require heavier punishments and heavier solutions. And so yeah, five, five, you old enough to know better. You old enough to know that 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 shit wasn't yours or you don't know. You old, you're old enough to know better Um, to a certain degree. You know right from wrong to a certain degree. So, yeah, you gonna get your ass popped. Sorry. Yeah. I don't feel bad for you either. Yeah. I'm at. I'm at. Um, I think uh, shout out to Eugene Steele. Thank you, Eugene. He says, the actual child abusers gave the true discipline plenarians a bad name is it because of those it is because of those idiots the rest of the disciplinarians have to lighten up we complain about people parenting and discipline in one breath and then we complain about bad children in the others but we don't want you to discipline your children or we want our children to be bad but then everybody else in society has to deal with them and then we're like Figure it out. They want I the agree. rest of society to figure out what to do with their children. So mm -hmm. no, get 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 them young. When you mm -hmm. get them young, um, and they understand that the consequences are going to be painful, albeit a spanking, albeit punishment. The punishment. I think the punishment should definitely fit the crime, but I and the age. Yeah, and the age. Now mm -hmm. I don't feel like you got a uh be snatching your child up like if you i'll give y'all yeah. a prime example mm -hmm. girl solomon is good as he felt as good as he felt mm -hmm. um uh talk talking back mm -hmm. so i said something he said something i said something he said Ooh, something. last I'm word like, i'm like wait a mother wait a minute wait a minute okay Hold up. He said something else. And I grabbed him. Like, I grabbed him up so fast. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, let me calm down because I'm about to do something to you that I probably won't even be able to get out of. <laughs> let me hold up. Yeah. But I Ooh, feel like your children will, yeah, I feel like your children will definitely, definitely try you in certain certain ways. Yes. And you got to catch them. Uh-oh. Yeah. Shout out to Dane C. He says, Snoop says, it ain't no fun. <laughs> you remember that? Hey, <laughs> listen, but you know what, though? I was a kid who had to have the last word. And I have a daughter who has to have the last word to this day. Like, baby, I'd be like, all right, I said what I said now. <laughs> Go on, on. So, and she's in her 20s. So there's that. But, How did you um, handle that, though? Oh, okay. We on the air. Amen. 
Listen, um, it was pretty intense and it was difficult. And because my daughter, um, like I have, you know, like as a teen, like it was difficult because, you know, like I said, she felt like she had to have the last word. And no matter what I said, she, I'll be like, okay, I said, you know, go upstairs, do your homework, you know, don't, and she'd be like, I am, you know, and I'd be like, you don't have to say anything, just go and do it. Well, I'm letting you know that I, like, it was just always, <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, it was difficult. Girl, you raising my blood pressure. Ain't even got nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah, it was girl. It was it was very difficult, and she is in like highly intelligent. So she would try to use her intellect. Like, well, te technically, when a person says such and such, such and such, that type of response, you know, like well, that type of comment typically warrants a response, and that's and I'm like, <laughs> so yeah. But um, I do think that <laughs> this is a good <laughs> look up cps i think the interesting thing that i find is that my husband so my husband does not believe really in like you know physical discipline like a little you know pop on the behind like but he's not really a proponent for physical discipline but he says that he thinks that boys need it but not girls like he's he feels like a boy needs to understand that you will put hands on him. Like black boys, like at a, like he need, they need to understand, like, I'll get with you if I have to. Whereas girls don't like, and I'm like, I don't, I don't agree with that because I think that punishments should be equal across the board. Like, I don't think that the punishment should vary per like depending upon the sex. But he thinks that like boys have to know that like you can't try me. You know what I mean? Like, I do you get what when, I'm saying? When, when I think he, men, I think have something built different into their heads as far as it comes down to little girls and um women to a certain degree mm -hmm. when i was a teenager oh god y'all know i tried my mom hard mm -hmm. and my mom um big scorpio energy you weren't gonna get too much off but i think i got a c or something and she told me that i had to quit my job but she wasn't buying like my school clothes anymore so I needed my job to buy like my school clothes and to, mm -hmm. you know, be able to do whatever. And so she came in, she, I got my report card. She was like, well, you got to see it until you pull up this grade, then you, you're not going to be able to work. And I was like, well, it's not like you buying me anything. So I need my job. Mm. And she was like, well, you not going to be able to work because you got this C. And I was like, yeah to see it's not like i failed like damn you know what i'm saying and i'm i'm literally thinking that i'm making like this rational argument mm -hmm. and she was like um yeah like 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 chill out and i was like nah because it ain't like y'all buying me nothing i'm having to get a job so i could buy my own school clothes because you ain't doing it oh and she turned around and I'm like, what? Like, what you want to do? She said something. I said something. And I looked up and I was on the ground. Yeah. 
no, she said something and she like she said something and I said something and she smacked me. Mm-hmm. And I I um put my hand up to her like I was going to hit her back and she had me down on the ground so fast with her knees in my chest and my mom never called me out of my name mm-hmm. like that wasn't a a general thing. But my mom, when she put me down on the ground, she she looked at me and she was like, bitch, I will kill you. Don't you ever in your life raise your hands to me. Ever. <laughs> and that was like the, the first and the last time that that ever happened. <laughs> but I don't think men understand the way that a, a girl child will try you, especially when she hits a teenage, when she hits those teenage years. That's the thing, though. I feel like as men, okay, so this is kind of what he was talking about. Like, you know, like, so he has, uh, you know, a grandson and, you know, his daughter is separated from the dad and like his grandson is growing up. So he's like, you know, he'll try his mom but i think that it's different for like his daughters never tried him because you 250 pounds six feet you know like you're a big dude like why would you and he didn't play like this is a man who nailed the window shut like you what like he would tell his daughters if if you sneak somebody in here they they um they gonna be carried out in the body bag like he his daughters knew like don't try me like, don't try me. So a girl or a, a like a teenager will try m- mom, like whether it's a teenage boy or a teenage, you know, um, girl, they'll try mom. But I think as a man, like, you know, having a man in the home makes a difference because they're less likely, to, whether it's a boy or a girl, if they know dad don't play, they're less likely to try it. I mean, that doesn't mean they're not going to go through regular teenage right. things, but a lot of the disrespect that just having a single mom who's working, always gone because she has to work multiple jobs, working and in school. And, you know, and this is things that I went to through when I became a single mom, like, you know, with no partner in the home, too that um i you know like it's it's it it becomes different like they started to try me my daughter not so much as my oldest daughter my youngest daughter but you know started to try me and it was like it, it there was a difference but you yeah. know when dad was in the home it was like that, that i didn't have all those problems so as a man like having a man in the homes make makes a difference regarding the level of respect that these kids will have when the man is not in the home they will try to run rough shot they're gonna try to push the envelope with mom mom is all mom got it mom got so many irons in the fire they think that they could slick get away with stuff because mom ain't yeah. paying attention mom busy doing her homework mom tired because she just did a double they think they can get away with stuff because it's just mom having two people there they like okay i gotta get this over on mom and dad and dad is diligent my husband like he would walk the house multiple times a night to make sure like he knocked because he allowed his daughters like okay i'm knocking and y'all got like 15 seconds so if you indecent you know you gotta let me know like but i'm opening the door he uh, pulling up he looking up you know under the bed like he did not play and he walking checking the house several times a night flood lights up so if somebody come around the house like they ain't he did like it's certain things that he you know enforced like and with me when i was a single mom like i wouldn't have thought to do any of that stuff so there's a difference there is a difference that that masculine energy in the home brings than you know when when it's just a single mom in the home also facts also big big facts 
Um, mm-hmm. so that does segue us into our topic. Black women yeah. come get your badass kids. Come get them. Yes. Come get your badass so, kids. We about to talk about it. Now, black women, you know, talk about the fact that they independent, don't need a man, you know, like we can do this without y'all. We raising our kids alone anyways. We got this. We holding it down. We got multiple degrees. We got multiple businesses, all the things. We working together with other women. We got a village of women. We don't need the man. And what does that result in? Black women typically being absent from the home, the kids being outside the home more often because you know they're latch or more latchkey kids. Uh, mom working longer hours, mom going to school and working and having, you know, children. So she's not, you know, on point when it comes to what those kids are doing. Her attention is divided. Her attention to detail is off because she's focused on so many other things, which results in these kids acting up, these kids acting, running amok, these kids going to the schoolhouse, doing everything under the sun. We talked a little bit earlier about the six-year-old and I do not believe that that was a black child, but the details on that have not been released. The school and the demographics of the school, it seems to be a white school, but we're just seeing more incidents of violence, even in black schools to where, you know, we've seen video after video where these teachers, there was a video, this video will forever stick with me, a viral video, and I should have found this one, where a black teacher um, got her wig pulled off like literally like they the, the kid oh my god i should have found this video the kids were acting up in the school and this black teacher like they pulled the black teacher's wig off like these kids are going to the school where these teachers barely making any money you know they're getting paid pennies to be glorified babysitters of your back kids and your kids are coming to the schoolhouse disrespecting the teachers not respecting the administration not listening not doing what they're supposed to and they running amok and black women want all the glory when things go good with their children but you got to take accountability when these kids acting up absolutely um the problem is so (laughs) i was literally talking to a parent who is having some issues with their child um the child is very very smart very smart super intelligent a lot of common sense but the child has a really really smart ass mouth um she says she gets a call from the school maybe three times a week um and she was feeling some type of way because the teachers called her on the first day she doesn't want to put them into alternative school she doesn't want them to be labeled um says that he wants to be like the class clown but um, you know, just giving the teacher all kinds of hell. She, so this is a step parent situation. She has a, a a man that's not the father. You know, he's a step parent. She won't allow the step parent to discipline him. Um, it's crazy because you know we talk about these things, but to see them actually play out. Um, a thing that children realize too is when you have somebody. Children can be very manipulative. And I know we've talked about this before. We've gotten off into this before, but I want to tell y'all in the way that um, people manipulate, like kids, how kids manipulate. If children understand that there's a division anywhere in the home and they can exploit that, then your children will absolutely exploit it. Prime example, 
Solomon in the damn cell phone. Solomon was told, Solomon comes to me, asked me, could he take his cell phone to school? He had got a bad grade, but he had uh, did some other little shit. And, you know, I, we try to give our kids what they want. We try to spoil our kids to a certain degree, but there are certain things where we have to set boundaries as well. No, you can't take the cell phone to school. Solomon goes to Curlin. Um, can I take my cell phone to school? So Curlin tells Solomon no. And I didn't even know he had asked. So uh, Curlin picks them up um, from school or whatever. And hears a cell phone go off. He looks. Of course, Solomon has the damn cell phone in his backpack. Solomon gets home. He's looking crazy. And um, he's like, the you know, I, I hate, <laughs> y'all don't know how bad I hate liars, but I cannot stand when somebody, especially if you volunteer to lie. So, well, I just wanted the cell phone for the bus. I just wanted the cell phone for the bus. I went and looked in the phone. Of course, he had been using the cell phone in the classroom, taking pictures, all kind of shit. And it made, it, it pissed the lie the fact that you had the cell phone pissed me off, but the fact that then you you went off and you you did use the shit in class and then you came and volunteered to lie, that pissed me off even more. But there are certain things that have to be established between two parents. If you guys are parenting together, then you need to understand your values, their values on things. Then y'all have to have a united front, whether you agree or disagree. Um, uh, one of the issues that Curlin and I had, Curlin's a man, I'm a woman. I'm used to saving my child. Uh, a lot of us are used to saving our child from facing certain consequences. And then it has to come down to, um, what type of man is your man? What type of man did you, did, what type of household did he come from? Um, mm -hmm. what is his background? And, you know, I had to realize that in a lot of situations, I would want to save him from um, harsh discipline or whatever. When harsh, sometimes harsh discipline is the thing that he needs. It's not like Curlin trying to uh, kick him in the head and uh, fuck him off. But at the same time, I had to kind of take inventory on what exactly was I trying to save him from. And then what a man being in the home, what that actually does and then if you're, if you choose to, if you end up in another relationship, then you don't want a man to take care of, you know, you don't want, want the man to help rear your children, but you want him to help pay bills. You want him to do ABCD, but you don't mm -hmm. want the man to tell your child shit. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of come to terms with like, he violated. And then kids will try that. And like you said, especially if they sense that there's division, kids will absolutely try to manipulate one parent against the other. Um, really quickly, I just wanted to shout out to Kit Clouds. Happy belated anniversary to you and the missus. But I wanted to address Miss Jill 1991. We are not trying to demonize single moms. We've both been single moms, but we want to have a balanced conversation about accountability. Um, you know, if black women, like I, like I said before, black women get all the praise when things go right. So 
you know, when when mm-hmm. kids get when black children become black doctors, when when black excellence is highlighted from young black adults, the praise typically goes to black mom, and rightfully so. If she, you know, was struggling to, you know, put food on the table and struggling to ensure that you know this child was in was doing good in their academics, you know, providing tutoring and extracurriculars and doing all the things, they should get praise. But when things go awry, you know. So um, also there has to be account accountability has to be had. And we're going to talk about what that accountability might look like, too. So before we end this conversation, this is not going to be a conversation where we're simply pointing the finger, black women, black women, black women. We are going to have some solution based conversation surrounding what that might look like when we say black women, get your get your bad ASS kids, because we see too many in too many instances where black women, you know, are in dang near in denial. And I wanted to play something to kind of highlight my point um, really quickly before I talk about what I mean about black women being in denial, but I'm going to let Danny uh, read the super chat first and then I'll play this and, you know, kind of bring my point around. Okay. Um, shout out to Rogish the Billmonger. Hey, Rogish. He says, fact of the matter is they are going to lie. The little part is they put no effort for one of quality and insult a mother's intelligence. Every are, time. Listen. Every time. When mm-hmm. I say um, we'll exploit the hell out of that, if they think there's a little division, they will definitely exploit it. And then Solomon got cursed out. Solomon got cursed out for the manipulation aspect of it. If I told your motherfucking ass no, I meant no. Don't go ask nobody else shit. And so, um, but the parents actually have to have a united front. There have been, uh, there was a situation where I disagreed with the punishment. Did Solomon know? No. I waited until me and my husband got along and we had a discussion about it. And he broke down why he did the things that he did. Um, and I was just like, okay. But then you have to deal with somebody that y'all know that has the best interest for our children, dealing with people that have the best interest for us and our children and coming to terms with that. And everything isn't a death sentence, but more so if you don't take care of certain things now, the shit will become an issue later on down the line. And, you know, mamas be so busy trying to protect their badass kids that... Can't no man come in and give uh, a thought. You're right. We gonna talk about it. This this is this is a, a good example of that. Let me let me let me let me show you. Wait, I hope that one you you on mute. Yeah, sorry. I thought I took the volume off of that, so I can't play that. What I was trying to highlight was. Um, and I probably uploaded the wrong one, the one with the volume, not the one without. Um, what I wanted to highlight was an instance where these kids are fighting in schools. And what we see as a result of that is parents coming to their defense. Now, that's not to say that every time a kid fights in school that the child is not justified. The, if someone is approaching your child, like the person who might have 
instigated that fight or might have been the one like, what's up? I mean, just like we saw earlier in the broadcast, like you got the right to defend yourself. But the issue is that parents of bad children, parents of children that know that their children are always fighting in school, they always getting called up to the school, always getting called off of work, always, you know, um, their children are always in in in-school suspension, always in the uh, dean's office, in the principal's office, the principals and uh, all the administrative uh, you know, people know them by name the first week of the school. Yep. They know that their children are misbehaving at the school and they will argue with the administration instead right. of trying to figure out a, a, what the root cause is and a way to resolve the issue. What is it that's causing this anger? Maybe the child has an anger management problem. Maybe the child is being picked on. Maybe, you know, it's something that that's happening in the classroom that's resulting in the child being so angry, being ready to fight, being ready to pop off, but actually um, wanting like coming up there and defending your child's wrong actions is not going to help your child in the long run. Literally everything that your child does in school is being documented and is following them throughout their school career. And you're setting your child up for failure by not trying to address the root cause of the issue. So when we talk about black women, get your bad ASS kids, like part of the problem is black women not trying to get an understanding on why their children are acting out. It's kind of like, well, you know, they at school, so I don't got to worry about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then we sit there and we literally will blame the teachers. I've heard of so many instances where your child is having a disciplinary problem mm-hmm. and the teacher gives the parent a call, gives the mom a call. And the mom is coming at the teacher like your teachers are responsible for teaching. Of course, teachers have to do above and beyond like what they actually get paid for. You got your badass kid coming to talk shit, um, talking shit, being disruptive in class, talking shit to the teachers, disrupting other students, picking at other students. And then you're leaving that teacher to um handle that or you're mad that the teacher is calling you you're mad that the teacher is telling you to handle your child but then you don't want to do the work you'll go up there and fight the teacher for uh and if the teacher so happens to discipline your child all hell breaks loose but exactly you ain't do what the hell you had to do at home um child listen and I'm an advocate for advocating for your children. I think that our children, I think that all, I think that there's too many instances where we don't advocate for our children. Uh, I was a child who was not advocated for, like my mom was, um, my mom did not advocate for me. And like in this, by the, when I needed advocating for, so my mom and dad separated when I was young and then we moved out of state to like this small town. And in the small town, that's when I ran into instances where like I would have needed someone to advocate for me. And my mom didn't do that in those instances. So I'm a proponent for advocating for children, like not just, a, you know, not simply taking everything they say at face value. When I say they, I'm talking about the administrators because I've had situations where the administrators have, you know, wrong pointed out something regarding my child. And I'm like, nah, 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 nah. We ain't about to do that. But you know, when your child is being a problem child and you know what I mean? Like being 
um, in denial about it or defending their foolishness does not serve them. You know what I mean? That results in them being out in the streets, acting a fool and possibly being in somebody's juvenile detention center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and while we can give some single moms props for um, raising their children to be upstanding citizens, mm-hmm. we have to talk about the other side of that shit. We have to talk about the other side of it. Jail cells are filled with chill- people that came from single mom households. Feel mm-hmm. The majority of people that are locked up came from single mother households. And... You know, everybody wants, um, you know, single mom, single mom, single mom. You can't blame the mom. What about the dad? What about the dad? But you guys are the main ones advocating for men not being around, saying that men are shit. Men don't make great parents. When, um, I think I seen a study, I seen a study somewhere that, um, talked about single fathers versus single mothers, but there's not enough, um, data. Data. Mm-hmm. not enough data for to really bring that as to a quantify yeah. yeah but on the flip side what like these single mothers who are struggling like who have children with these behavior problems that they've identified like why not send them to dad like that's the thing because like in the we're not pointing the finger saying single mom single mom single mom you've done everything wrong but like again we want to talk about like what some of the possible solutions are and but are these single moms open to hearing some of the solutions if it's not favorable and when we talk about like to be completely honest as a mother as a woman I truly feel that part of the reason that black women um, find it difficult to give their children to the dads is, is perception, perception of you not being a good mom. Like literally as a mom, like, even though you know that that's the best place for him, I'm struggling right now. I'm trying to go to school. I'm in this, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, in this graduate program and it's taking a lot of time. I'm not, I'm not able to be present for him in the way that I need to be. So it would be best for him to go with dad and stepmom. Like it's the perception of you not being a good mom, but you rather not be perceived as a good mom or actually not be a good mom to your child because you can't be because your focus is elsewhere. And maybe it's for the best in the long run. I don't think people really have an outlook on, um, there's not really like a, a huge outlook on that. So it'll be like, they want all the credit for all the good things that the child may do. But, long term i like i don't really think that they look at look at that they just want the credit well you know i was a single mom and then we have to think about the trope that comes along so if you're telling people that you're a single mom and you work two jobs and you've taken care of all 17 children that you've had without they daddies and you produce one good child this that and the third people generally feel sorry for um women in those situations and we sometimes use that shit as a manipulation tactic um that we don't really talk about we use that as you know i had to work i worked four jobs to take care of little ray ray and little ray ray got a b in math and he's a basketball player and i did the best thing i could with ray ray but then you don't outline ray ray's abuse you don't outline any traumas that ray ray has gone through you don't outline um ray being an effeminate little boy it's a lot of shit that we don't outline 
And we'll say that it's not important to have fathers in a home. But like I said, we'll complain about not having fathers in a home and then complain about their masculinity or saying we don't need men in a home and then complain about a man's masculinity. It shit don't add up. Now we've talked around it and I, I want to highlight some other things after this point, but we've talked around it, but let, let's, let's, let's address this head on. What about the men? Like we're talking about black women, get your bad ASS kids. They ain't make them by themselves. They didn't lay down and, you know, impregnate themselves. What about black men? Get your bad ass kids. Where, what about the daddies? So let's talk about the daddies. Mm-hmm. Ladies, if you had a baby with a man via a hookup, a situationship, a, a, a one night stand, if you had a baby with a man that did not love you, nine times out of 10, he's not going to love that child. I know y'all, y'all ain't ready for it. I know y'all weren't ready for it, but when you have babies via hookups, babies that the nigga didn't care about you, he's not going to give a damn about the child. Um, how much y'all expect me? He told you to have an abortion. You had the child. He ain't going to care about that child like that. Mm. Uh, exhibit a future future had a baby with a chick. She up here crying, begging for child support. She mad at him. He don't want to spend no time with the child. They looking at Tristan. Tristan had a baby be a hookup. Tristan told her to get rid of that baby. Tristan don't want shit to do with the child. We do shit. And then we looking like, well, he don't want anything to do with the child. Yeah. He is looking at it as literally a transaction. Yeah, I impregnated you, but you knew I didn't want no baby with you. You knew you was a bust down. You knew this wasn't mm. nothing but a five-minute hookup and hit. You knew it was only worth $40. Not child support. Not the whole thing, baby. I ain't want you. No, I don't want your child. When they te- when men say these things out loud, then we're looking at the men. Well, he has responsibilities. We had this baby together. He knew what he was doing when he knocked me up. Well, you knew what you was doing when you didn't take birth control. You knew what you was doing when that nigga slipped the condom off. You, we know what naked <laughs> sex feel like. We know what it feel like. We, know, we Ooh, love it. Girl, we love-, love it. We, we love I'm going to get a little nasty with y'all. When that nigga said, I'm going to come in you, you was like, yeah, daddy, give it to me. We know. We said these things. We were complicit in our own victimization of it. Complicit. Complicit as hell. I know you was going to go there. I know you was going to go there. Listen, women will sit here. We love because we love to front because it still adds Mm -hmm. to our victimization when we tell somebody that we are struggling single mom and we we know how people feel about that and we want to pull on your heartstrings but we be complicit in the act. We're complicit mm-hmm. in that. So then when people talking about where the father at, where the daddy at, that nigga over there with the woman he really loved. <laughs> that nigga over there with the woman he really wanted to be with. That man over there <laughs> taking care of the children of women that he actually loved, that he actually wanted to have a baby with. That's where the You know is. what? Listen, you hit the nail on the head. I actually thought about doing that as a tough talk topic because like that part, if he don't love you, if he ain't feeling you like that, then he damn sure ain't going to have that connection with that child. Oftentimes he doesn't want the child. He praying you'll go to the chop shop. Like you thinking like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, when the baby comes, he'll change his mind. I'm going to force him to be involved by going down to the child support courts and this, that, and the other. That is not going to force 
force him to be a present and active father in that child's life. You know, like, yeah, he may pay financially, but he's still like your child. Like, and this is what I'm saying about women, about the fitness of a woman, because you are actively choosing. You're actively choosing. You know, at conception, soon as you find out you're pregnant, this guy wants nothing to do with you. It was a one night stand or he ain't interested in a long term relationship. Or maybe he's even told you he doesn't want kids. And or he maybe he has a woman and, you know, he ain't trying to be a family with you. So you decide I'm going to bring this baby into the world regardless. I question the fitness like I question the fitness of the mom because you're bringing your child into the world at a disadvantage. You literally know my child is not going to have another active parent like facts. Then you're looking for the man to have like this change of heart after you didn't gave him all your cat. And then you're looking like, well, he doesn't love me or he doesn't love Ray Ray. <laughs> yeah, he said that. He told you a lot of those things. Um listen. <laughs> but you know what? To my original question regarding, you know, where where, you know, what fault lies on the men regarding, you know, whether or not they need to get their bad ASS kids too. I think that, again, the focal of the conversation is on the women because women have already said we strong and independent. We don't need no man. We good without them. You know, like they're just a headache. We've been raising our kids without them. We don't need them, yada, yada, yada. And we already know that no matter what the situation is, once you get pregnant, you know, the man could leave at any point in time. You're not you know, you, you've laid down and had sex with this person and now you're pregnant, but you don't have any real connection and tie to this person. You're not married. You're not partnered with this person. You don't really have a commitment with this person. Uh, you know, it, you, you never know. It could go either way. And as a result, these your kids, like Danny always talks about how her mom told her, like, that's your baby. <laughs> and that's kind of the reality of it. You know, it, it all, that's just kind of how it is. These are your kids. At the end of the day, that man could leave at any point in time. These your kids. And that's why we're talking to black women. Yeah. Um, and then if you really want to keep it, if you want to keep it an extra book, if you want to keep it an extra book, think about it from this aspect. Ain't nobody telling single fathers to come get their badass kids. You ain't never heard nobody talking to daddies like that to tell them to come get their badass kids because usually if the dad is dealing with the child, the dad has custody of the child, the prisons ain't filled with single father raised children. Dads then went and got their badass kids and did something about it, ladies. Shout out to Black Wizard. He says, I think a parent willing to defend a child's bad behavior shows how that parent deals with their own behavior, i.e. a mom willing, unwilling to check her child's bad behavior probably doesn't check her Ooh. own. Uh, how many times it. we have seen a parent roll up to the school uh, thigh-high boots, uh, pajamas, bonnets, all kind of bullshit. Girl. The child does the same shit. The teacher tries to check the child against the damn uniform policy. You having to do the little finger test. Child coming to school with a skirts on so damn short you can see they ass. But you can't Listen. say nothing. What's you right. What like... little Nika got on? What little Nika got on? She look cute. 
you see where they get it from. When mama, when mama pull up banging her music in the parking lot, you know, she got her new flavor of the week, you know, getting out the car smelling like we, <laughs> you know, like, oh, okay. I see where she got it from. Like it'd be so evident, but I got some other examples that I want to highlight about these children and like why this is so concerning to me. Hold on real quick. Guys are crazy. One even hit my car. So we all know the ATL water boys. So that's an example, you know, like when literally. On them, let me tell you, let me show you how I be looking. <laughs> Mugging. <laughs> baby, let me tell you something. You better not go near Cleveland, like anywhere near the West End, baby. They, they, like all those off ramps, they there. My husband told me like, anyways, like whenever I go to off ramps, like, and I'm getting like that near downtown, leave like two car links so when they approach i can pull up a little bit or whatever but like they so rough aggressive like where your mama boy go get your <laughs> like they literally no home training they will cuss you out they just stole one like money from one woman's cash app because she was foolish enough to I give heard. them her phone like that's that's an, an example hold on let, let, i have more and it gets worse wait wait it gets worse Hold on. Your clip isn't playing. Uh-oh. A 12-year-old boy tore up his mother's house because she took away his phone. That's crazy. Let's get into it. Last example, and we're going to talk about it. Last one. This is Kiana Mann, and her son shot her and killed her in, in the basement. This happened on November 21st, a couple days before Thanksgiving. Basically, Kiana woke her, woke her son up. His name is not being released because he is a minor. And she woke him up at 6 o'clock in the morning. He was upset because she woke him up early. Normally, he wakes up at 6.30. He had also asked her to buy a virtual reality um, video game. It's like a mask thing that they wear. You guys know what I'm talking about. The little thing that goggles that go over your eyes, little virtual reality mask thing that they got on their head. He asked her to buy him that. I don't, like she obviously was refusing. So on November 21st, he had went down to his mom who was doing laundry and basically he ended up shooting her in the face. Um, he was about three feet away. He initially told the police that he was twirling the gun around his finger and it accidentally went, accidentally went off. Of course, the police pressed him some more and he they say he admitted to the story that he was upset that she wouldn't buy the virtual reality headset. So when CPS brought him over there to his grandma's house, he apologized to his grandma for killing her daughter. 
So yeah, um, ladder, the ladder examples are extreme cases, but literally like this is what you're working up to. I mean, you have, you know, the water boys who you got kids fighting in school. You got kids who are out and something that's seemingly so innocent, they hustling, trying to make a few dollars, but they're so aggressive that it deters people from getting off. Like literally when you look up water boys on TikTok, people say, don't get off on this exit because this where they at and stuff like that. Like people are avoiding taking certain routes because they don't want to deal with them because they're so aggressive, you know, like, and they're disrespectful and so forceful. Then you have a kid that, you know, clearly has a behavior issue and the mom came out and he wasn't 12, he was 14 or 15. And she said he was, he's over 200 pounds and completely destroyed the apartment, destroyed the apartment. And then a 10 year old who, because his mom didn't get him a VR headset, resulted in him, you know, doing away with his mom. Like literally they don't like black women. I want you to understand it's imperative that we get these kids under control because we're in scary times. Yes. That is scary. Very. And uh, when that, when I seen the clip of how that boy destroyed, destroyed that woman's Mm-hmm. He destroyed her home, the home that he has to lay down in. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and then I think about the addiction that children have to video games and all this virtual reality. They have a lot of addictions. That's the thing that needs to be talked about as well. How um how much playtime are you giving your child on these um computers, iPads, phones, and um get like how how much play are they giving yeah. and then a lot of us have used these things as a babysitter mm-hmm. this is the only thing that'll calm mm-hmm. little ray ray down yep yep um let me say this when we talk about that because that's part of the problem and the 10 year old his more information has come out his family is speaking out about the incident and saying he had um he had been diagnosed with two different things and i'm not going to say what they are because i do not recall what they were specifically and i don't want to misquote um the family member but um part of the issue was his video gaming and his psychiatrist had said that she needed to limit his video gaming and the daughter she had a 26 year old daughter and then the 10 year old said that you know that's why she didn't order the the video game um so that was part of it but we do have to there is some concern around you know like we we will use um these devices as babysitters and oftentimes it's because we need a break because we're literally the sole parent and you know we work and we go into school we doing 10 different things we need to cook dinner we've just got home from activities and you know picking them up from cheer practice from football like it's a late night we're trying to cook something quick we need them just to sit down for a few minutes so we stuff shoving them in front of the tv or letting them play their game because it's going to keep them quiet like you know, we got to find ways to, you know, what what about a book? Like a book will keep them quiet. What about puzzles? What about, you know, a board game? You know what I mean? Like video gaming isn't necessarily the answer because 
I do believe the DSM has, I know the DSM has labeled video gaming addiction as a mental illness. That is a mental illness. Wow, it gets so I didn't severe. even know yes. that. Girl, it gets so severe that people will defecate and urinate on themselves because the addiction is wow. so strong. Like literally it's in the DSM manual. A couple years ago, they entered it into the DSM manual, video gaming addiction. So it's something to be aware of. We can't just use these devices as babysitters, we have to find other ways to keep the children entertained or other ways to, you That's know, work thing. around what we're trying to do. That's the thing. And if we keep it at a buck, let's keep mm -hmm. it a buck. You're a single mom. And let's say you got three kids, um, nine, seven, and four, two different baby daddies. None of the baby daddies are active. You have to go to work. Your kids are in school from, let's say, like uh, seven to three. You having to get off work for this, that, and the third. You have to get home. You have to make sure they have something to eat. You have you need to clean up a little bit. Um, kids just do whatever. Your kids all over the place. You may have an oldest daughter that may be a, little, a good little girl who's helping you with the other younger two. Mm -hmm. You put responsibility off on her to do shit for the other two children. Um, then... She doesn't have the self-esteem that's needed to be built in her. So then she starts to seek love and attention from somebody else. You mm -hmm. got the other two running around crazy, acting a damn fool. Mm -hmm. You try to send them over to grandma's house. Grandma, um, 42 years old, so grandma's still out in these streets. We don't talk about certain aspects that lead to this shit. Um, then your kid's bad. They bad. You tired. You're exhausted. You are mm -hmm. hanging on your fucking job by a limb. They getting ready to fire your ass because you didn't took too much time off. One of the children got sick. The other one um then had to have surgery for this, that, and the third. Then y'all are having children with a lot of disabilities nowadays. Not to mm -hmm. mention mental fucking illness. Yeah. We don't really get off into like how hard it really is to be a fucking parent. And then mm -hmm. you're doing it without no help. Then you're doing yeah. it the dad you may be able to take the children's over to, uh the kids over to the dad's side grandma it, you know the grandma got some damn sense Nine, out of ten, it's hard listen the thing is and we're having this conversation and this is a real conversation this ain't to come down on nobody like the, the like the overall messaging is like you know, choose a choose wise because, you know, you're going to be saddled with the bag. And when these kids start acting up, like it's very difficult because literally, you know, like how you how you parent and what you do and, you know, your course of action can potentially affect your child's future and where they end up and how successful they become. And, you know, you know, if they like the road to getting to uh, obtaining that success. So that is like the overall messaging. But the scenario you just gave, you have these three stair step children, like literally, like I've been a mom and like literally a, a working, I've worked for, like I've uh, over 80% of my life, I've either worked while going to school or worked a full-time job and worked a part-time job. Um, you know, and sometimes it was because I needed to, and sometimes it was just because I enjoyed the money and like, I got, I've gotten so used to it that like, I like to stay busy. 
Um, so, and, and then raising children too. Um, so like, even with having a partner, like I was like, it's, it's, it's a difficult task. Um, so, and I can imagine having those children and I've been a mom that's like, oh, I just need a break. Um, I've been a mom that's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm grabbing McDonald's. I've been a mom that's like, oh my gosh, I need a few moments of silence. I need y'all to, you know, watch TV in y'all room. Like, you know, my, like my kids didn't grow, my kids are older. So um, they had uh, Game Boys and stuff. So here, here's your Game Boys. They had Nintendo Game Boys or they had the TV that was um, clear on the back with the, um, you could see like the back of the TV. It was like the little bubble TV in the back. They didn't have yeah, like tablets, but they like I would give them their little Game Boys and stuff like that to keep them busy. So I've been a mom that's like here. And I was also a mom that challenged my kids. I was a mom that did um, reading challenges for my kids over the summer who can read the most books. Like, you know, if y'all read a certain amount of books, you know, y'all can choose uh, our, our field trip for the month or, you know, like you can kind of make it fun and make it interesting and challenge your kids. And that's the thing. Like, it gets difficult. It, it, like, let me tell you something. I'm not minimizing all that single moms have to do. Literally, as I saw somebody highlight this and I was like, damn, that's a lot. Think about it. Working and or going to school rearing your children, making sure everybody's healthy, cooking dinner, cleaning the house, doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, playing Uber, um, doing hair, especially if you have natural hair, hair night or hair day. Um, you know, if, if you want to do self-care and maintenance, if you need to take care of your mental health, you, you know, appointments for that, um, yeah. you know, like uh, making sure that you, you know, take the kids out a couple times a week or once a week to make sure that they get out and have fun and enjoyment as well like literally it is how like how can one person do it it is next to impossible it's next to impossible to do it all and still you know keep your mental intact it's it's difficult so the thing is the best possible option for those women who aren't in this situation is avoid being in this situation by choosing wisely choosing a partner and doing family planning um, and we're not saying plan to be a baby mama, like we've seen some women do as of late and highlight, but also if you are in this situation, what's some solutions? I want to talk about some solutions for black women. When we telling them to get their bad ASS kids, what do we, what do we mean by that? Well, I think a lot of children are coming out with mental issues and a mm -hmm. lot of undealt with trauma. Um, we can tell them not to have the kids. They, they, they like, I need a child so I can have somebody to love me. That's one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of children need to be seen by freaking psychiatrists, um, need to be seen by a head doctor first and foremost to seek, to get down to the bottom of all this anger and like I, we talk about mental illness, but we don't talk about certain mental illness and what happens when this shit is allowed to permeate your child's brain. Your child is seven and a fucking psychopath. No concept of uh, empathy. No concept of like love. Seven years old and is literally psychopathic. Your child is 10 years old and is a sociopath 
And as long as your child knows how to shuck and jive for whomever they need to shuck and jive for, they are right. Um, they need uh, professional counseling, professional help. Dads need to be in a fucking home. I know y'all, y'all boss assholes think y'all got it all. Y'all could do this, that, and the third. Y'all don't need no, y'all need help. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to take into consideration that this is not a job that we're going to be able to do by ourselves. You're tired. You have a lot on your plate. Um, somebody said it sounded like we were making excuses. It's not making excuses for anything. No, that's it's the reality of the situation. Like, have you ever been a single mom? Have you like we're speaking from the positions that we've held? If you've never been a single mom, you can't say we're making excuses. We're having a real conversation. You guys want us to be attack dogs, and like that doesn't help anybody. I think having a more balanced conversation and talking about possible solutions, but highlighting the problem because this is a problem and we see it. You know, that's the better way to have this conversation. Like y'all just want us to attack and laugh and make a mockery of, and that doesn't benefit anyone. We're speaking from positions that we've held. We're not making excuses. Like it's a difficult task, but you know, with it being a difficult task, um, Let's talk about, you know, some of the actual solutions and things that black women can employ. And these might be things that single men can employ. That comment that I highlighted about um, MGTOW saying, you know, single dads, uh, he sees single dads make this a piece of cake. Being a single parent is difficult no matter who you are. Being a single parent is not an ideal situation, whether you are a man or a woman. Having two people in the household makes it that much easier. You have someone to, first of all, take the stress off. Being a parent is difficult. It's stressful. These kids will run your nerves. Like they will ruin you if you allow them to, especially having more than one. Baby, these kids, one is a a headache. Multiple. Um, So you need someone there to balance that. But in addition to that, um, you know, having, I think like a mom and dad are like the yin and yang. <laughs> Typically that's like a yin and yang. It's, it, it creates a perfect homeostasis, a perfect balance. But what were you going to say, Danny? Um, shout out to Urban Fire. And I'm going to read the super chats in just a second. He says, professional help will pr- push drugs on parents. You bring about a hellified mm. point because they are looking to dose your kids up with all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so meditation is one of those things that may work for your child, but you're really going to have to come with, ter- come to terms with how, how bad is your kid? What kind of issues does your child have? Is medication appropriate? A lot of times I don't think medication is appropriate, but I am definitely not a, a professional. I'm definitely not a, a professional. Yeah. We're not speaking as professionals. We both been single moms at a point, but, um, if your child is having behavioral issues, they are definitely going to talk about um, putting your child on some type of substance and uh, yeah. Ritalin. Um, Prozac is Prozac. a bunch of them out there. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of them. They try to put your children on medication very early on. A lot of the mm-hmm. times the, chi- the medication turns your child into walking zombies or some shit. I, I, to see um, it is just it's out of control out of control and 
as it relates to that, I am, um, I wanted to be a psychiatrist. Like that was my passion. And I just didn't have the fortitude to go through all of that schooling. But um, I am an advocate for behavioral psychology where they focus on um, different types of different methods to control the behavior, like outside of, you know, medicating your child. And I talked earlier about having parents who like the importance of having parents who advocate for the child, but that don't make excuses for the child and excuse poor behavior. This is yeah. where you as the parent advocating for your child comes into play. If you don't think that medication is the proper thing or the appropriate thing, then, you know, this is where you step in and say, well, I would like to try some other methods first. Like what other methods can we try before we get to that level? Or you switch psychiatrists or therapists. But there are some situations where, like Danny said, where medication may be appropriate for that 10 year old medication might be, might have been appropriate for that 15 year old who destroyed his mom's home medication might have been appropriate who knows I'm gonna tell you something else that might be real appropriate that everybody has access to a fucking belt discipline your fucking kids we talk about the white man getting to your kids and we use the white man with a belt because that's exactly where they're going they're going to jail they're going to prison they're going to be slaves that's exactly where they're headed to if you don't get a hold of them now you got kids that aren't teenagers and you still they're still uh pubescent you might you might still have a chance but you're gonna have to get on their ass right now but that's gonna require you being a being a good parent not meaning that you just feed them you clothe them and you tell them to go in their damn room and you call it a day you're gonna have to spend time with them you're gonna have to see what's going on with them you're gonna have to talk to them you're really gonna have to be a fucking parent you're gonna have to take ownership when they do fuck up you're gonna have to do that Girl, that, that's what it's about. You said, you uh, let me tell you something. We talking about solutions. Did you hear my sis? Like you have, let, let me, you said something so freaking key. You're going to have to be a parent. Like real talk like this. We, what, what we don't talk about is the fact that a lot of black women, a lot of people avoid being parents. That's why the screen time, that's why they advocated so hard for their children to go back to school during a pandemic, despite the fact that COVID numbers were rampant and were crazy because they didn't want them kids at home with them. You're going to have to be a parent. You're going to have to get in a business. You're going to have to know what your children are doing. You're going to have to put parental controls on your children's devices. You're going to have to monitor screen time. You're going to have to enact a schedule. You're going to have to check homework. You're going to have to be a parent. That's the biggest solution. And I ain't even started naming mine. But the number one solution is you're going to have to be a parent. Going to have to. There's no other way. And, you know, we've used these temporary solutions and we, we're seeing what these temporary solutions have gotten us. We are creating a generation of uh, the most fucking entitled children that I have ever seen in my life. You You remember how... You would have chores and you would you wouldn't be able to do this until you did all your chores i know some kids who don't even fucking have chores anymore yeah your child doesn't have to earn anything your child does not have to earn shit all your your child gets to be an asshole your child gets to be a bitch your child gets to be uh promiscuous your child gets to do all types of shit that you Mm -hmm. won't you were 
refuse mm-hmm. to take ownership of. Yep. And then you look to the next motherfucker to raise them. And then when the next motherfucker tell you no, nah, or the next motherfucker tell you, you your child ain't, your child can't come over here. No, my child can't play with your child. No, we have to keep some, no. Then y'all sitting there looking crazy and talking about, oh, y'all think y'all this, this, that, and the third, but you're not putting in the work. And you're not even really taking accountability as to what's mm-hmm. required to, to to rear your kids. Yeah. One thing is accountability. One thing for sure about me, I don't like bad kids. Like even with my friends, if you got bad kids, my, my friend, um, she's older than me, but she has a granddaughter who's bad. And like, I, I don't want to come around when your granddaughter there. Like, I do not like bad kids. Like if I met a man and he had children in his home and his kids was bad, even one of them, I do not like bad My kids, although my daughter went through a teenage rebellion stage where her mouth was slick, she's always had quick comeback. She's witty anyways. Yeah. But um, like bad kids, I can't deal with the bad kids. Like, and even when my daughter was going through that stage, my attention needed to be focused on her. I would not have introduced a man into that situation. Like, oh, so now I'm going to try to date and bring a man into this situation and blend my, no, I needed to be 100% focused on this little terror (laughs) because she was a terror at that time. Mm. Shout out to Dane C. Hey, Dane. He says, deadbeat dads give off deadbeat energy before a baby what do you think about Ooh. that um i'm gonna keep it a buck with you when we talk about having kids with men that actually fuck with you mm-hmm. if you having children with somebody that does not even really like your ass and you know you a bust down you already know what's up we front we sit here in front if a nigga ain't a nigga trying to take you uh take you back to his house and fuck you on the couch and you ain't known to do uh uh two days yet and he's rushing to get you in the bed and you get pregnant by him nine times out of ten he's probably not gonna want the child um you you being a side chick to a nigga the nigga's probably not gonna want the child he's not mm-hmm. Deadbeat dads do give off deadbeat energy before a baby. I wholeheartedly agree. I want to know what you think. Um, I, I, I believe so. In in many situations, but in certain situations, not. Because I think that in some situations, I've seen, like, I have a friend who her and this guy were dating, and but it was lust. Like, the chemistry, like, if you saw them around each other, couldn't keep their hands off of one another, like maybe they didn't have sex in the back of clubs and stuff while we out there dancing. Like it was just that type of situation. And they were out dating this, that, and the other. And she got pregnant and he was a Debbie. But you would not have guessed, and there was not real like, but they relied, she relied on their physical connection. Not like I don't feel like she got probably like eight months into it or something like that, seven, eight months into it. But um, she was re- like their physical connection is what kept the, their flame burning. I but, imagine um, what a marriage would have done. Yeah, would have exposed all that. Uh, like a, a few more imagine, months. Just, uh, uh, imagine, imagine her saying, "Okay, physical connection is great." 
our relationship is so fucking fun. It's yeah. so wonderful. It's so great. That's what it was. It was like very spot, like they were spontaneous. Let's go to the beat. Like it was like anywhere, every like it was just, but it's like, can you like, is this a person you want to build a family with? Like we haven't like, this is fun. This is like, uh, in, in hindsight, like logically speaking, if you're thinking about it, this is so fun. This is enjoyable. But it's more, it felt like, like if I think about it, I'd be like, this feel like is a so good. Yeah. Mm. But I feel like a few more months he would have even exposed himself. Like she ain't, a marriage wouldn't have even taken. Like it was, you know, probably it was starting to like, she was starting to see like, you know, a different side of him and, you know. So he did give off the energy before the baby. Not necessarily deadbeat, but like it was like regarding women, you know, a different side of him regarding women. Not dead. Like to me, deadbeat energy is like she saw a different side of him regarding that he to me what he was with you. Like it was I, I feel like it kind of led lend lended itself to what one would be like, oh, he was kind of like that with you already, like uh, uh, um, a whore, <laughs> you know, that he was a oh, whore. Okay. We but, know what's up, though. Yeah. And think- if you even, even if you think about the chemistry, um, ladies, <sighs> let me tell y'all this just real quick. Y'all have too much chemistry with a guy right off take a fucking step back Mm. and gain some fucking bearings about yourself a lot of us would allow chemistry to lead us right down along chemistry leads to single motherhood that's what that shit leads to oh chemistry leads to single motherhood i'm gonna tell you the other situation the other situation that i feel like can't be denied that i've seen a couple times is men become deadbeats when the woman no longer wants to deal with them. Like literally I've seen men who are active, good fathers until the relationship goes awry. Like literally they're active men. They're there for their children, taking the kids to school. But as long as the woman is in a relationship with them, once the relationship sours, it's like they don't have kids like that. Okay. You like, it was almost like them was her kids and I was being a good stepdaddy. Now I've seen now, So that's another situation. And that energy, you can't know until the relationships out was like, how do you know he going to behave like this? Well, well, for one, for one, if you go, if you deal with a guy and you've met his parents, let's say you, mm-hmm. his, his, his folks are still around then you're going to learn a lot from the environment that he came from. Like I said, Mm -hmm. good fathers come from good fathers. Good parents come from good parents. Think about that. When you've had an example of what what good parenting is, and you've had somebody actually hold you accountable as a child, accountable children make account. When you breed accountable children, you're usually making accountable adults. Um, when you get to know people and we talk about, oh, well, you know, he had me fooled. Yeah, there's probably he- ways that I feel like there's like, it, let me say something. If you're looking for anything, like if you're looking for anything, there's probably like, oh, maybe I could have seen it. Like we could Monday morning quarterback all we want. Like, I feel like, yeah, the girl with the lust situation, like you knew, like all you like that was sex. 
So to think that it could be more than that, especially a family, when he gave you no indication of that, yeah, I'll put that on you. But the situation with men abandoning their children when the woman no longer wants to be in a relationship, like I don't necessarily know that there's a way to know that until it happens. Like, yeah, there may be like little small things that you like, somebody's like his friendships or, you know, okay, like the, my my closest cousin that happened to her was somebody she was in a relationship with for for seven, six, seven years, they had multiple children together. He did not become a deadbeat and rest in peace because he's no longer here until they broke up. Like, and she no longer wanted nothing to do with him despite him stalking her. And he was like, okay, I ain't gonna why be a daddy to these kids. <laughs> why she Oh, before or after the kids? Before. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Good, good night. I'm saying, mm. like, if you really do inventory, and a lot okay. of us, when it comes down to vetting, a lot of us don't necessarily know how to do inventory. I got you. I, okay. You know what? Point, point for you. He was abusive before the kids, for sure. I've never, I don't believe he's ever, you know, be, you know, harmed the children, but and he was very active with the kids and I've seen him be very active with the kids and he took care of the kids, bought for the kids, this, that, and the other. But when she made it known, actually when she moved on, when he knew there was no chance of him getting back with her, he stopped fathering the children. Oh, okay. He was whooping okay. her ass cause he loved her. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Curlin. I know you fucking yeah. lying. Yeah. I, Baby, I'm gonna give me a t-shirt that say that because I say that every day. You know, you know what? Like this me. she would be good to interview because oh she could she has a story. Oh shout out to B. He says there's some other suppressed anger there. Probably ain't about the phone, but that she ain't give him the, the right dad. And what kind of narcissistic mom records, uploads her son's transgressions anyway? Um, oh, so that's, that's another that's thing. She didn't upload that. She sent it to a friend in a friend. She came out crying like, oh my gosh, you know, somebody exposed me, you know, that was me, but I sent that to somebody I trusted. Like she didn't um, expose her son. She was like, first of all, she was recording it because somebody told her um, she could submit it to her insurance and she sent it to her a friend and a friend uploaded it to social media. But he did bring about a good point. Um, disciplining your children and doing that shit for the gram. Mm. What you think about that? Is that a solution? No, it is not. Because we've seen women no, cut their it children is not. No, it is not a solution for the gram. Um, it is bad as a bad disciplinary action because mm. you ain't doing you doing that shit for clout. You disciplining your children for clout. No, if you had if you had been doing your fucking job from the start, you wouldn't have to upload videos to the gram. Do your fucking job. Stop it. Stop embarrassing these kids. The gram is forever. The internet is forever. Stop uploading you punishing your children. Um, to the gram this is forever no for what so you can get a couple likes on a video that shit is trash as fuck and i've always been like ain't no way no no stop doing it to them kids 
your child acting a fucking fool get off the fucking internet for a minute and handle your business to where you ain't got to get on the internet and post shit up you wouldn't have nothing Ooh. to post you get off the fucking Ooh. internet handle your Ooh. business i don't like that i never like that i never liked it what about um, you, what you i have a problem yeah, I, I let me tell you something. I have a major problem with people publicly humiliating children. Let me say, like, I didn't like you remember when we was little girl and like our mothers would whoop us or something. Like, my mom wasn't a big I, I my, my mom only whipped me twice. My dad has never whipped me. My mom whipped me twice. But you know, like if your mom um hits you and you put your hand up to block her and she called the whole family and say you um tried to hit her. <laughs> You know, like black mamas, baby, they swear you tried to hit them and you blocking them from hitting you. <laughs> like, I didn't like that. Like, I didn't like my mama telling everybody in the family that I was misbehaving. So I darn sure am not a proponent of women like, uh, you know, putting their children's um, transgressions online, you know, highlighting, you know, that public humiliation thing. Um like one of those people that's like I am against shame I think that shame works in certain situations and yeah. even you know now that I think about it I think that it's appropriate for the family to know that you know the child is misbehaving especially for me because like you know my family my sister and even uh, my my kid's dad like I'll tell him like you know, the kid's been doing this or that because I wanted him to know because they would call, they, they had their own phones and stuff. They would call and be like, hey, dad, can we get whatever, whatever. So he needed to know, of course. But also aside from that, like, you know, we had a group and I would text my sisters because they were quick to call my sisters and my sisters, you know, spoil my kids. So it's important for, I, I think that it's appropriate for the family to know people in your inner yeah. circle to know like, Hey, the kids are misbehaving this week. You know, they're doing this and that, but I do not agree with public humiliation. And I think so, like some of that stuff is beyond the pale, cutting your children hair, beating them and, uh, you know, and recording it on video. That's why some of these chicks going to jail and CPS is getting involved and I ain't mad. Girl, or if your child does something as far as your child is sending nudes and shit like that, check your fucking kids' phones. Girl, see listen. who your children are communicating with. Um, we give them these fucking handheld computers and set them loose. Your children has access to porn. Your, your children has access to the whole world outside of you. Go through their phones. Go through their. You rooms. better. You better. Uh, you should know what they're accessing. My, let me tell you something. They have plans where you, as the parent, can get like um um you know services. You, you can get a parent plan to where you know what sites your children are accessing, to where you can restrict from your phone your children's internet access. Like, baby, let me tell you something. I, I used to I used to be on it with my kids. I knew. Every site my kids access, every phone number they called out, like it, it's not even that difficult. And these kids Sex. are extremely tech savvy. These kids yeah. will disguise texting apps as calculators, as all kinds of things. You got to be up on it because no, these kids are through, smart as go hell. Go through all the apps. Go you through gotta. all the apps. Press all mm -hmm. the apps. See what it's hitting for. It's um, time consuming, or, but it's, or, you got to do it. Uh, do yourself a favor and even when when it comes down to apps only let allow them to have apps on like one device and you mm. make sure you have the control of that device have a phone for phone for phone usage only 
And if you're checking on your kids and you're checking behind them, you're gonna catch when they on some bullshit. If you can if you looking to look and and you're being um diligent in that you'll catch them before it gets out of hand a lot of the times we catch our kids the the shit didn't went we we haven't caught shit even at a basic level we when we catch kids nowadays we've caught them to where they've done something extreme are you Mm -hmm. talking to your children about the importance of not sending their naked bodies to other kids are you telling them the implications and the crimes that they can be charged with when I That's gave them in that damn cell phone. Listen. Look. You better talk to your... Let me tell you something. I'm like, especially your black sons. Like, t- talk to your black daughters and make sure she's not sending anybody nudes. But the reason I say especially your black sons, because it can be a little girl that's his same age. From him, By him accepting those nudes, he could be charged with a crime. Literally. Hey. In certain states, he will be charged with a crime. Y'all better make sure these kids, and I'm going to tell you something, kids are exchanging news in in elementary school. Like, please make sure your kids understand the importance of, like, they have a computer in their hand. They have to understand, like, it, you know, we have to have real conversations with our kids. We do. Real because conversations. <laughs> Like they ain't playing with our children and they're looking for ways to catch them up and put things on their records. And literally you accept it, looked at, and sometimes maybe shared in a chat, like, Oh my gosh, look what Amber sent me. No, no. And you're committing a crime right there. But then, um, understanding who your kids' friends are. So if you know, you have to be able to identify behaviors of children. You have to be able to take inventory on your child and your child's friends. If you know that um, your child is hanging out with somebody that's very impressionable, very charismatic, look for the bullshit in that child. Start to understand people. Start to understand it because if your child is a a follower and your child wants to be down with the cool kids and you ain't giving them no knowledge about what's cool and what's fucked up, you just kind of sending them out there, then any fucking impressionable uh, another child that may not have the same teachings as your child is definitely going to try to impose this shit off on your kids. Be mindful of that. Um, we sending our kids out there with no knowledge of shit and just telling them to go. Um, no street knowledge. No, Ooh. no, uh, not a whole lot of common sense. Mm-mm. Then when other kids is raising your child, other kids is well. You Let know, me tell you something. You know what the scary part is. Every week, it's a new stupid challenge. And these kids have access to technology that we can't imagine. You better be, t- let me tell you something. And not One conversation is not enough because you have to understand that your children are uh, receiving so- peer pressure every day, social pressure, societal pressure every single day. These have to be regular conversations at the dinner table, talking to your kids and don't necessarily just Allow them to speak back to you because you want to create, um, you know, open dialogue. You want to have open dialogue and create a space where they feel comfortable talking to you and coming to you if something is happening. Baby, let me like, it's important. This is what we talk about when we talk about solutions. This is the type of stuff that we're talking about. There are a plethora of things that you can do, but having conversations with these kids, parenting is what it boils down to. Yeah. 
Um, shout out to Blaze. He says, get them under control. Ha. Um, some of these kids shouldn't exist, but y'all not ready for their combo. And Wait, this Blaise, me what? with the gift from God bullshit. Blaze. Um, Wait a minute. Take, go to the chop shop. Okay. Oh, he talking about in that capacity. Like, I mean, they here now. <laughs> like, okay, they here. We got to do the best that we can with them. They here. We can't take them out and line them up. Shout out to Grinch. What's up, Grinch? He says, I don't even trust the chemistry I buy from my neighborhood street <laughs> pharmacists. Believe consistency over time and judge by the results. Oh, in concrete, I should have been your baby <laughs> oh daddy God. with them ruby red lips. Good night, Grinch. I'm about, not, to get, like... about to get concrete. God, out here. I already got in trouble for getting called a BBW. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. He was anyway. trying to with them lip jar. No. I'm glad, I'm glad she didn't use a combo of the, the lip and the uh soft voice child. Y'all gonna be a fucking oh kid. lord have mercy. Don't don't start. Please don't start. Mm -mm -mm. My yeah. husband outside, he probably already gonna be like, you know, I heard you outside, you so loud. Like, oh I know. Put some soundproof on my walls and you won't and hear me. he don't have to worry about it. I, he, I've been telling him. But anyway. Mm. Yes, child. But anyways, um, I, I, when I talk about solutions, there were some other things that I wanted to highlight regarding solutions that Black women can do. And the other things are making sure that your children have, you know, strong Black males in their life. Like, and I saw somebody highlight, oh, MGTOW, he was saying, like, you don't see black men who are single fathers. You don't see people complain about their kids being bad kids. And I was trying to think and like, I have a brother who was a single dad um, and his kids are so sweet, but I never heard people. He had two kids um complain about his kids being bad um they were very well behaved and you know i was trying to think of like other men that i know who are single dads and you know he might have a point regarding that but having strong black males around your kids like i talked about my husband and you know like his grand grandkids and his daughter being separated and like literally he is miles away and he's the patriarch of his family <laughs> My husband don't play, but those kids call him and read to him, like do their homework with him. Those kids like, you know, if they act up, like they call him Baba and he like, what's T? Like, you know, we don't play that. Like you, 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 you have to live up to the family name. Like he, like it's, imp it's imperative. Like I be recording his conversations with these kids because he talks to children like they're little mini adults. And it's just so interesting. Like no matter how old they are, he doesn't do like baby talk and he talks to them like they grown. <laughs> and so I record the conversations, but I say all that to say, it's so important to make sure that you're placing strong men in your children's lives. Sure. I know that you're independent and you don't need a man, but those kids might. And, you know, don't lose sight of that. Um, so that is one like 
solution that I think is paramount to raising these kids. Um, I think also the other thing that Black women need to keep in mind is like being accountable. Um, like, and when I talk about accountability, if your child is acting up, like acknowledging my child is acting up and acting out and being accountable for that, whatever that may mean, maybe it's because there's been a change in behavior. Maybe we've moved. Maybe I've my, maybe me as a parent, I've moved my children too much. They've changed schools too much. Or maybe and maybe it is something that you've done. Maybe, you know, you've had too many men in and out their life. Whatever it is, it may be something that you've done or something that you need to address. But the ultimate goal in that accountability is trying to figure out what it is, address it, correct it so that you can get your child on the right path. Like we're not do we're doing our children a disservice by denying that their behavior is bad and you're just saying that it's you know misplaced and this and that and the other and I'm one that's a firm believer of the school to prison pipeline but don't make it easy for these folks like let's do right by our children by making sure that we're giving them a fair chance um the other solution that I wanted to highlight to black women is being open to a man coming in your life that you trust, that you've vetted properly after you've done the internal healing and allowing him to lead. And you know what you should know if you've done the proper healing, what true leadership looks like. Um, and that what that le leading means that he's going to be a father figure for those kids. And you have to permit that. And, you know, I think that all, all the other solutions that I could think of have been highlighted as we've talked throughout the um, stream. Yeah. Um, but we want to know what y'all think about it, um, too. Um, shout out to Tabitha Foster. Hey, Tab. Uh, girl, you got uh, folks threatening me, girl. Ooh, child. Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared. Uh <laughs> But uh, we want to know what y'all think. Um, I want to shout out everybody that came through and supported us. Always, always appreciate you guys. Um, I think this is a good show. I think this is a real, a really, really needed conversation. And you're on mute. Um, I'm sorry. I was saying it was very solution based. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a really, really good conversation. Really good conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, but shout out to everybody that came through. Um, I'm always appreciative of you guys and thankful that y'all still come rock with us. So um, kudos to y'all. And um, shout out to everybody in the chat. Um, so I, I think, yeah, shout out to y'all <laughs> in the chat. We always, always love y'all, y'all. Y'all keep us on our toes, honey. Y'all ain't did nothing but come instigate some mess this morning. But that's I was what here they for do. It. That's what they I'm do. Here for it. Be uh, not the state that I live in. Mm. But thank you for being concerned. But yes, baby, they gonna come instigate some mess if they don't do baby. nothing else. And then be talking about how much fuckery we be on. I came in. I was trying to be fit, feminine, and submissive. You know. I Baby, they be trying to hard. throw us off our square. Like they like they feminine. They got on a green. They coming in with womanly energy. Their feminine core. Their feminine essence. I can feel the the, the vibrations from it. And we gonna knock them off their square. They ain't feel the nurturing it. spirit at first because I came. Yeah, in they trying did. Trying to be a nurturer. They was bothered spirit. by it. 
I think, you know, that can be like to men who are misogynistic in nature, men who are still raging and they they haven't dealt with their trauma and they haven't Shout quite out to healed. Yeah, like that can be off-putting. That energy can be very, um, oh my gosh. It's like, you know, they have these machines um, and they're like, we use them for like rodents in our yard, like chipmunks and stuff. It sends out like a loud noise to um, get rid of like any chipmunks and stuff in the yard. And it's kind of similar to that. Like it's like a piercing sound to their ears and it's kind of like they have to cover That's their ears. Like, like. Like. <laughs> yeah, so. They'd be like, oh my God, no quiches, no quiches. And then mm-hmm. be like, where Keisha George it? <laughs> What's the weed it? <laughs> I do not know where he got that from. See, you don't remember weed. seaweed? No, you remember but, when and, you was talking about the pastor selling weed, and you was like, "Hell yeah, I buy." Listen, <laughs> oh, but like him that? selling it—that sounds like I smoke it, and like I don't. So I'm like, seaweed. Oh, <laughs> see, dealer. Like I, I don't know. I Baby, guess. Kit Cloud just gave us a ten out of ten. <laughs> now it's I'm gonna now have it's a, a really, I'm gonna have a really good day. <laughs> no, he took it back, baby. Uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> now you gotta have a half good day. He called you sativa. <laughs> good night. Like whatever. He could have Baby, at least called you an indigo. In, indigo. <laughs> I don't do nothing. Call me hemp because I don't do nothing. It's, it's fake weed. Baby, I don't do nothing with no weed. Mm-hmm. Look, 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 look. SD, did you try to cook that risotto again? <laughs> you don't even oh know how to spill it. I literally was gonna um show a recipe that I cooked, and I was like, nah, the way MiGTAL tried to talk about my good sis. Let girl, me keep on MiGTAL had me ready to fight. Like my phone <laughs> is good. Girl, I was mad. He tried it, sis. I he really was did. mad as hell. I was getting ready to cuss MiGTAL ass out. Mm-hmm. No, we know because you don't eat gourmet food, MGTOW. Of course, you didn't check the spelling. <laughs> you ain't never had none before. Uh-huh. You, all you used to is this, uh, tacos and shit. Tell her how to uh, do you some arroz con pollo or something. Mm-hmm. I know you don't know what that is. Step either. it up. Yeah. Tell her to make you some rice, uh, some chicken and rice. That's arroz con pollo. Okay. I know you ain't never had no risotto before. Ass used to eating fried bologna sandwiches and shit. Ain't had a home cooked meal in years. I'm trying to come for my baby. He eating that spam. You know he eating spam or Viena sausage. Uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> Viena's is too fucking fancy. He eating potted Viena. meat. Potted meat. <laughs> I gotta scrape it and scrub it on that cracker. <laughs> okay, okay. My sister told me not to talk about a woman's cooking, but I could. Too late. (laughs) Go to hell. Oh, I was so mad. I was, you know how, like, you don't even be trying to be. I was like, ah, 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 (laughs) he tried it. He definitely tried it. Uh, first of all, don't play. I, you know, I know how to cook, and of course, Mm -hmm. I tried it before I gave it to my husband. Uh, my husband eats the best. You wouldn't know that though, would you? Mm. Mm. Uh, I hope you enjoy your day at the Cracker Barrel. I heard, I heard they do a good Sunday <laughs> meal, baby. Not the Cracker Barrel. Oh Go my to the god! Cracker Barrel today. I heard they do a good Sunday meal. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Go down to the fish spot. Get you a fried fish sandwich on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Eat a sandwich on eat a sandwich on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. When you act, y'all be act, going up when, in the south. Li- listen, when you actually able, when you actually able to get a meat in two sides that don't that aren't both starches, then come holler at me. Mm. Mm. Uh, a big truck showing a girl <laughs> cooking for him, and she didn't cook the plate one meat and four starches. Bitch, what? oh, he did. He showed a woman cooking for him. I gotta find that no, video. Not oh a God. woman cooking for him. He showed a plate that somebody had made, oh. and I, I was like. Not not the others making all starches and no veggies. What did you do? She looked at him and was like, she looked at him and was like, big truck don't eat no vegetables. Let me feed this big man. Uh Migtown, you got uh 30 minutes to show us a plate that uh Maria didn't cook before. 30 minutes. I'm gonna see what it's looking like, baby. Because let me tell you something. My turkey wings are already marinating. Mm, Mm. They marinating. Mm. You hear me? Seasoned marinating in them onions and them peppers down there. Whoo! The mister gonna eat good. Mm. MGTOW, MGTOW, it's 220. Of over here, you got to three o'clock to post the plate that uh Maria cooked, and <laughs> and it better not be no damn tacos. We want to see something else. Oh my gosh, he about to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> he about to go to Chipotle. <laughs> the bitch had mashed potatoes and French fries on the same plate. I was fucking confused. Oh my gosh. Big Chuck gonna cuss my ass out. You know he is. He's you know he don't forget about nothing. He gonna come up here screaming. Mm-hmm. I ain't did nothing but made that man some damn bacon and start. What the hell going on? I don't know. It was weird. It was mm, weird. Mm, mm. So weird. But anywho, um, thank y'all for tuning in. We will yes. see you guys on the next one. I think I'm gonna call off. I'm tired of y'all ass. Uh, I didn't got threatened. I didn't got threatened. And then oh. a said he was gonna get me. Child, I don't know what the hell going Girl, on. Girl, that was <laughs> just oh Lord. Um <laughs> That's all right. We rebuke that. We rebuke that. But um, we will definitely see y'all on the next one. All right, y'all. We are out. Peace.